You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Welcome, everybody, to a very special episode of Kapow, the Pop Cultured Podcast. It is what may very well be the sixth annual Poobah Award. <laughs> it may be that. As far we as we it's know. the sixth annual. We did the math. We think it's the sixth annual Poobah Awards, recognizing the best in film from the past year. My name is Jordan Lowe. I can't wait. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth, guys. Marathon podcasts are the new short podcasts. Keep that in mind. Thus spake the Pooba. <clears throat> the no namesake hurry. of these here awards. Yeah. <laughs> no hurry. We, we just get to revel in it. Okay, Dino. Lights. Sixth annual Pooba Award. He must be joking. Oh, no, he's quite serious. And this is only the introduction. When are you going to face facts? People are sick of your films. Now I know what they mean by a captive audience. Speak, oh, exalted grand Pooba. Must be that cookie hat he's wearing. <laughs> and now for our feature attraction, the Pooba. Jordan came with categories for the end to tell, you know, slot in the actual awards there. Yeah, so this is a show we do every year talking about our favorite movies in the past, right around award season. We just had the Golden Globes. We just had the Oscar announcements. But we've never done our own categories. We've never recognized the best acting or some other type uh, surprise. So yeah. stick around for that. We're going to ex- even expand what we've been doing. but Because we uh, never do the same format twice. Exactly. We've perfected. <laughs> but we're Keep never guessing. perfect. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. So we're just going to go through. How many did you watch? That's what we always got to see. What? How many movies did you watch this year? Mm. From 2022. Right, right. I counted 27 27. That's a good chunk of movies there, Cliff. So I I had notes going back to 2018. The way I do mine, I if you remember, I, I break them down into four groups. Yeah. Gr- great movies, like the very top. Yeah. And then very good that are just below that. And then good <laughs> enough, <laughs> which is the vast majority of the movies. Right. And then meh, which meh. is take it or leave it. Yeah. So 2018, I had watched 35 movies and had five great ones. 2019, only 25 movies and three great ones. So 2019 was not a great year for movies. 2020, boom, jumped up to 36 movies and had six great ones. 2021, 38 movies, two more movies, had five great ones. This year, I'm at 44 movies, six more than last year, which was my record. And I've got six great ones. Nice. I think it was a good year. I, I had eight in there. Compared like, to last mm-hmm. year, this was a great year. Yeah, so this was a very good year for movies. So I'm excited to talk about it. Yes. And award them thusly. Yeah. 
Well, I will, uh, mine, you know, I, I don't, I feel, I feel like I kind of am influenced by your, your rating system as I get to go through here, <laughs> yeah, but I, uh, I always put my documentaries at the bottom, at least, you know, unless there's something just, just blows me away. Like there's one, one documentary in my top 100. But other than that, it's like a different thing to me. I still count it as a movie I saw this year, but it doesn't get a rating. I just put kind of whether I liked it or not. I gave it a like. There was one, two, three, four, five, six documentaries I think I saw. And then uh, a total of 74 movies. And there was a lot of good ones. I enjoyed most of them. So... But yeah, probably just a handful of great movies. What I think, great movies. But oh, I guess I had six mes as well. So six great ones, six mes, and everything mass. else. Everything else is somewhere in that 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 bell curve in the middle. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Well, well, you Cliff, how do how do you feel about the movies you saw? Um, there wasn't. I didn't think there was a lot of. A, out of what I saw, <laughs> I was say, the sample size. Yeah, it's a smaller. So this guy, uh, guy I work with, like I, I see it. there weren't any good movies this year. I'm like, how many movies did you see? One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if we're counting, if we're counting like trips to the theater, yeah. I counted four, four movies oh, I actually went to the theater to see last year. Um, which we had talked, you know, previously about like, right. I'm, I'm seeing fewer and fewer movies at the theater. Yes, you are. You are yeah. fully cocooning. So, um, <laughs> I thought, <laughs> I thought it was mixed. Like, there, you don't even there go were... to all the Disney movies anymore. You just like, right, right. Yeah. I'm spoiled on that Disney plus. Um, I, I didn't I count, think I count seven trips to the theater, so I'm not too seven. far. I'm seven. not too far past. You. I yeah. have no idea how many. I'm gonna be here. What you're talking? <laughs> but um, but but I thought it was pretty mixed. I I didn't think there was out of what I saw. I didn't think there was a, much great. Um, I thought there was some very good, or there was a lot of good enough, and probably a quite a few I didn't like all that much um, compared to previous years. But I mean, overall I, I, I thought it was, there were some movies on there that I thought were going to be a lot better than what they ended up being for me. So that, that, that was really the indicator for me. I had higher your expectation. Yeah. Your yeah. expectations were higher than yeah. your results. Right. I'm counting. I figured that's what you were doing. <laughs> And it also helped me this year, about half, you know, uh, maybe a third of the way into this year, I joined that Letterboxd app. So that has helped me keep track of everything and having a letter grade for everything. Yeah. I can kind of uh, help me organize these a little easier and, and yeah. know exactly what I did watch. And because, like, I did not do that. And so I ended up, like, pulling up a list of released movies in 2022. And, like, then after I went through that and I was, like, marked everything I'd seen, I was, like, oh, I hope that's accurate <laughs> because th there is a possibility you guys, you know, I say, well, I saw 27, but there's a good possibility, like, I, I've i left something off. Yeah, you're going to so, think of a couple other ones. Yeah. Right. It looks like I went 
23 times mm. to the theater. <sighs> How many did you walk out on? Uh, I didn't walk out on any of them. None of them this year. What did I walk on out on before? Um, transform was it Transformers? No. Oh, it was Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Yeah. But that was more about the way it looked. It looked <laughs> the theater. The it looked like crap at the theater. I was like, I'm that's, not sitting here. That's the current era. Is makes this a lot easier. How quickly things go to streaming or just oh, debut yeah. streaming. So yeah. that's given us way more. If we had done this list 10 years ago, it, it would be a lot different. A lot. It's, it, we have access to a whole lot more movies recently. So. Yep. Well, let's uh, dive in. How about let's it? do it. I'll start down here in my Matt area. Well, wait, wait, I'll go with my documentaries. Here's the six documentaries that I saw from last year, I guess. I recently watched the Pez Outlaw on Netflix, which I'd heard about a couple months ago. And it starts out pretty good, but man, it didn't even get a like from me because like the second half just peters out. This place rules on HBO. It's this guy, Andrew yeah. uh, is that his name? Andrew Callaghan. He's a so he's got like a YouTube thing and he's a you know. Yeah, I don't he's... dislike the guy, but this was like all about built leading up to January 6th. It was like him dealing with Trump supporters and all this. Just no, not just Trump. Just go back and forth, like. But know, show, show yeah, he he was going to some rallies and and yeah 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 he he's ends up likeable. getting COVID and yeah, yeah 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 it's that's the reason I don't I didn't care for the documentary is because the built... whole thing was to build up to January 6th and then guess what he got COVID and couldn't go yeah that that's um... exactly what I thought too. <laughs> Like, wow, that was pretty anticlimactic there. Yeah. I watched the Selena Gomez documentary on uh, Apple. It was good. Um, she's got a lot of issues that, you know, and she kind of bears her soul type thing. It was that type of thing. It was good. Uh, Stutz on Netflix was the Jonah Hill directed one. About his mm -hmm. like therapist. He Therapy. was so impressed with this therapist that he wanted everybody to learn about him. It's kind of neat. Um, Fire of Love. I I don't remember where I watched it, but it's the oh, it's on Disney Plus. It's about the couple that met each other through their love of volcanoes, and they, mm. you know, famously died. By volcano. Wow. <laughs> uh, so we that's the live. payoff. That's the payoff the January yeah, Six yeah. movie needed. That's exactly. That's this why gives it, you the payoff. That was uh, why it was ranked <laughs> second in my documentary. So, yeah. <laughs> Number one though for me was the uh, Tony Hawk colon until the wheels fall off. Uh, mm. It's just you know I was big into skateboarding when I was young and uh, Tony Hawk's just good guy and he uh it's a good documentary is watching him you know at this age trying to do a 900 and just the uh, it's kind of the climax of this and it, him like tells his life story which is very interesting and people hated tony hawk like he was uh because he was just came off as the rich kid or whatever and he really wasn't and he uh he was just so good. He was the technical guy. He didn't have style. 
mm-hmm. is how, what people would say. There was the street skaters and the not as cop. It's not always people with the cool style, but he was just Mr. Perfect. And so he caught, caught a lot of flack, but he was, he was good. And yep. go ahead. Hey, uh, but, it, but that was a good doc. Now, see, I've already, I've already thought of one that I saw just as you were talking, uh, talking about documentaries that I did not write down. So make that yeah. 28 movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, because I, uh, <clears throat> I saw that, uh, it's an Amazon, I believe documentary, uh, Lucy and Desi directed by Amy Poehler. Oh, I watched that. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. It was pretty good. A lot of audio, you know, in their own words type oh, of yeah, stuff. Yeah. 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 Again, I, yeah, I'm like you guys. I don't I always write down and remember the documentary. The, the only one I had was at the bottom of my list, Hunting Bigfoot, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but I liked it a lot when I watched it because it was about a guy who, when he was young, claims to have had a Bigfoot encounter. And then as he's an older man, his business has failed. He's gone bankrupt. His wife has passed away. He, like He's lost everything. And he's like, I should go back out in the woods and find Bigfoot and prove I'm not crazy. So it was like a psychological thing of like, which all the best Bigfoot uh, media is about the psychology of believers. But then I finished watching it and I was reading up about it and it had, it was claimed as a documentary with narrative elements, meaning it wasn't a documentary. Some of it was fake. So I don't know how much it was an interesting story, but I don't know how much of it was true. So then it was, it became much less interesting. So Boo on narrative elements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, then, so I guess, so here down in the meh, the bottom of my list, which I thought about giving it another chance because I don't know. It's really, I, I just did not enjoy watching this movie. I bought it. It was like six or seven dollars. So it was almost the same as written. It, so I went and bought it. It's about comic books. Did you see funny pages? I looked ten times at how much that cost to rent, and it never went down. Yeah. And once it went up, like it was like down to yeah. five bucks, and then I went back and looked, and it was like seven bucks. I'm like, every, I wanted every, to see it really yeah. badly, but everybody liked this more than me. Uh, uh, so you may like it. I, I mean, I even I, I didn't hate it. But it's just that I did. It was so so. The guy was so unlikable. It's like about uh, this kid trying to get into comics and how he just. It's that complex of like I gotta struggle. I gotta you know. So I gotta go get a crappy apartment and all this and you know I gotta. It was just that vibe. It got and I just didn't enjoy it and it was so sweaty. These he he's sitting in these awful apartment with these sweaty guys all sitting on one bed and i was like am i supposed to be enjoying myself because <laughs> i am not <laughs> yeah we we don't yeah, like sweaty sounds, in comic books around here that that sounds accurate but <laughs> yeah it was it was just not for me i didn't enjoy it uh, those are those are some narrative elements we don't need in our comic book. yeah but other people got, I read some other reviews. People got some stuff out of it and, you know, but I just didn't enjoy it. Uh, more meh. Jurassic World Dominion. That was meh. Uh, I didn't care for it. What's that on Peacock? 
You saw that, didn't you, Jordan? I I had not seen any of this latter trilogy until literally last weekend. I watched mm. all three of them. Yeah. And they're not I'd good. Seen, I'd seen the last one came out on Prime. It's about halfway down my list. Like I, there's enough in it I enjoyed of like, hey, that was a cool scene. But yeah, overall, not not great. Yeah. Uh, Cliff's probably surprised I hadn't mentioned Father Stew yet. Well, here it is down down here. What at, took so in, long? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh that was the marky mark and uh the passionate is the passion of the stew yeah uh um <laughs> it's not good uh, then we had this is a movie i i didn't get i probably could have put this as my didn't get uh because some people love this. It was a movie called Emergency. Um, didn't really have anybody in it I ever heard of before. But it was... These people are out partying. And they... Have... This girl gets too drunk, basically. I don't remember so whether she was on drugs or drunk or whatever. But a bunch... Of, a few guys have her. And it's like they don't know what to do because... It looks bad. You know, it's kind of like they're, you know, a couple of them are minorities and it's like, what are we going to, you know, are we going to be in trouble type thing? It's, I hated it. <laughs> I, I hated this movie. I saw, I watched it with Nick and he, he really liked it. Like he thought it was, this is good. I was like, nope, I'm not enjoying this at all. I felt like I'd seen it before, but I couldn't put my finger on mm. it. I still can't. It just felt like, uncomfortable and you know which that was the point but it's like i'm not enjoying this i don't i don't it doesn't seem felt like they were breaking any new ground and i i could give them no credit for this one, movie. one, know, but one notch that. above father stew oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but a lot of people did like it um to Jordan may be surprised. Uh, I think he kind of liked this movie. Every, a lot of people like this movie. I watched it. Fin finally got myself to finish it today. Meister. Paul Bäumer. Ich möchte nicht loslegen. Weder mehr als 40.000 Tote allein in den letzten Wochen. Es ist vorbei. Namen der Menschlichkeit. Ich bitte Sie um den Waffenstillstand. Vous avez 72 heures pour accepter nos conditions. Ich werde nicht kapitulieren. Meine Mutter wollte nicht, dass ich in Krieg ziehe. Ich wollte Ihnen zeigen, dass ich das kann. Ach, Paul. Ja, meine Hose kommen. All quiet on the Western Front. 
Oh wow! The the my review was let's see let's see this review. It says number twelve movie. Yeah, it's uh oh oh they love it. People love it. It's it. I could see it spoiling the Oscars this year. It's up for best picture. It's uh, like the second movie of the most nominations. Uh, mine says endlessly exhausting and torturous, which I'm sure is the point. Thanks, I hated it. <laughs> I, I it was like I love Saving Private Ryan. You know, I like, you know, the gritty war movie, but this is like, first off, it's super long. I don't mind a long movie, but a long, torturous, torturous, torturous movie of just watching this, you know, these guys put through hell, which is the point. And you see all is this like awful and they're made to fight and it's their lives are ruined. And it's just like, there is nothing enjoyable about that to me. I sat there just hating it. I yeah, yeah you understand the point you didn't you didn't miss the point for sure but yeah it is the fresh-faced young boys who are told to fight for for the country and they leave home with a flower in their lapel singing songs and yeah. then by the end they look they literally look like skeletons and ghosts so like they, they look just awful and but I just I thought technically it was so well made it wasn't a flashy war movie of come on boys, take the hill and cool action. Yeah, yeah. The action scenes were just people getting shot and falling over and laying in the mud and the blood. And yeah, there was nothing heroic or glorious or, or, or even entertain is it wasn't war for entertainment. It was no. trying to, yeah, no. I thought, I thought the technical <laughs> stuff were, was amazing. Like, you know, a, 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 a bomb would go off. And like the sound would get murky for a second until it came back. And like, yeah. I just, yeah, I thought the cinematography. Those kind of beautiful. awards, yeah. Yeah. I'll give it that. Yeah, not <laughs> definitely not a fun movie, but I thought it was just so well made. I had to, I had to respect. It was so long, and I didn't care about any of these people. I didn't like any of them. None of the, none of the soldiers were like interesting. Like I love 1917, a movie about the same subject matter, mm. but so much more fun which is i i sound stupid <laughs> i sound stupid but i do go i watch i watch a movie to enjoy it right, right so so when i'm being tortured with this i that is not for me like i want to enjoy myself i like to nod i like to nod solemnly to movies <laughs> yeah. right. well you definitely there was a lot of nodding going on to this movie people nodded there's that's most of the reviews yes i i i too nod at this yes oh i get it but i didn't like it uh down here there's a few movies here i'll just run them off i didn't care for elvis if it, you know it was fine i thought that guy did a really good job as elvis yeah he I'm did so, but it didn't make me like the movie <laughs> he, if, if he freaking wins best actor like rami malik did i'm just gonna blow my top i i i would take i literally would take anybody else in that category uh he's because i'm sick of this garbage where just because you play somebody somebody recognizes oh i've seen this before uh but and i i like you know I thought I is a Boz Lerman. I, I like that kind of stuff, but I I don't know. Just didn't do it for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't mind like the heightened reality of it and no, the, no. the the fairy tale ishness. And yeah, his performance was great. Yeah, I don't think it was the best of the year, but yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah. just wasn't 
Yeah, my my daughter uh, watched it also, and she said... She want to see him wiggle. No, she, <laughs> she said <laughs> this movie is no Bohemian Rap- Rhapsody. Oh, um, I have no doubt. <laughs> anyway, didn't care for it. I don't know if it deserves to be down this far, but I didn't care for it. Um, Strange World, that... Disney movie I went to the theater took the nephews it was good enough for that but I, yeah it you was know like I it. actually liked it I mean I, I didn't, didn't love it, it. I didn't. this tells you I will say that okay down this far I even kind of liked Elvis like mm-hmm. I mean I I I, I kind of <laughs> liked everything from here on up it's all w- worth seeing so yeah I but, um yeah yeah I, I watched it also uh on the Disney plus and um i ended up liking it more than i because i had heard you you know you had already told me that you didn't like it and i was like oh it's probably not not going to be great we knew about the lack of advertising and promotion for it and i was like well maybe there is another reason maybe it's not good and then i watched it and i was like yeah this is it's not it didn't, an, anything it didn't i'm going to watch over it, and over again but yeah i I was gonna. I, I meant to queue it up here on Disney Plus because it's on there now. I mm. bet it looks better on there. Like it did not look good in the theater. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought it, it, I thought it, it the w- animation was fine. Like, I gar- I guarantee if I put it on my TV, it's bright and colorful, mm-hmm. and oh, it, yeah. it was it was not in the theater. It was muddy, and I hate when it's like that. It was not. Yeah. Anywhere near the best looking animated movie I saw this year. Uh the unbearable weight of massive talent. This is that Nick Cage, Pedro Pascal movie where Nick Cage is like talking to himself as old Nick Cage characters. And it's really, it's, they go for it. It just, and a lot of people loved it, but just wasn't that great to me. I, the, the novelty wore off after a while, but <clears throat> Like I said, some people would hit way better than me. Turning Red was all right. That was another Disney movie. Yeah. Or yeah. Pixar or something. Yeah. I originally, I remember saying that, you know, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't for me or whatever, but, um, I mean, it's, it's fine. I don't, I don't, again, I, I didn't hate it at all. I just wasn't, I didn't feel like I was a very good audience for that movie. <laughs> Like I, yeah. I watched it with my 15 year old and she was a little, you know, we kind of felt she felt she was a little old for that movie um, yeah. was all so, but it, it definitely has a place. Like I get the movie. I understand the movie. I, I, it got a lot of hate for stupid reasons. Yes. Um, yeah. For people saying they didn't relate to it or yeah. it wasn't for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But we had a whole big conversation. Yeah. About <laughs> whole thing. <laughs> ambulance. Not to be confused with emergency. This is Ambulance. This is the Michael Bay movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. And, uh, supposed to be a simple heist, guys. Now they're in an ambulance. A lot of drone I had, shots. I had that just ahead of Jurassic World, so I, yeah. I liked it a little bit better. <laughs> I, t- I was like, it. I don't know. Everybody liked it better than me. But that movie, like 15 minutes in, the car chase starts. And I thought, 
what is the rest of this movie going to be about? You can't have a two-hour car chase. I was like, oh, Michael <laughs> Bay oh, yes, you can. <laughs> You're so wrong. What a surprise that was for you. <laughs> ah, The Atom Project, which I don't even remember anything about, but apparently I liked it one hair better that, than that. That was the uh, time travel. Yeah. Yeah. Where he visits yeah, a horrible ending. So, like, that was yeah. the last movie in my good enough category because I remember a little bit about I remember not disliking it. So I'm yeah. like, I, yeah. can't, I can't remember liking it more than any of these other movies. Here's a movie that was on everybody's list the year before, but we didn't even have the opportunity to see it until this year. It was The Worst Person in the World. It's got a lot of buzz. People freaking loved, loved this movie. People loved this movie. So those other people, people. than me love this movie. <laughs> I don't really, it's been almost a year since I saw it. I remember what it was about. Yeah, I just watched you, I didn't have this? it on my list because I have it as had it as a 2021 movie. But yeah, yeah it's uh it's like a young woman not you know unsure in love and like trying to be a very realistic ro- mm-hmm. rom com and it traces her like four years of her life. So it, it goes over a you know her you know having affairs so it was very gritty and like trying to be very realistic but yeah the performance was terrific but the movie didn't really do it for me yeah apollo 10 and a half colon a space age childhood this was a richard linklater uh what's that uh gosh i can never think of the word what's the um what am i thinking of jordan what's that type of animation space what? No. Oh, <laughs> rotoscoping. Yes. Did you watch this? No. Okay. It's it's like not what you think it is. It's uh, well, it's supposed to be this kid goes to space or whatever, but but really most of the movie is just Linklater's look back at like his family life and all the quirks your family has, you know, living back in the eighty or you know seventies, sixties, seventies, and like. Uh, um and it's narrated by jack black which is but in a very subdued style but it's just it's just looking back at like a quirky family i enjoyed that part of it uh and i enjoyed that animation but i overall just it petered out towards the end when they got back to the space stuff and i just don't care that much uh the wonder with the, was a Florence Pugh movie where she played a, a nurse in 1859. There's some girl that hadn't eaten for months, supposedly, and they, they get a nurse and a nun, I think, watch her around the clock and see if she's eaten or not, trying to prove whether this is a, a religious thing or not, whether God's feeding her. And, and it was pretty good, actually. Like I'm surprised I had it. This law, I might not just adjusted my list, but it, it was a and I think it's on Netflix, it's worth watching. Um, she she's always good, but just try to you know the mystery of what's going on. How is this girl not eating? Um, The Lost City was on Paramount Plus, that's a movie from almost a year ago with uh Sandra Bullock, Chain Tatum, Brad Pitt. Daniel Radcliffe. It's like she's a 
uh, not mystery, uh, adventure, I guess, writer. And her story's coming to life, basically. He was like her Fabio, her cover model. And he thinks he really is the hero from the books, basically. And it's a cute comedy action movie. Downton Abbey, whatever the last one was, is a new era. This was like an episode of Downton Abbey. It was fine. Blonde. This was, this is cl- close to excruciating, also, right? You know, like, uh, it was a good performance. This is, uh, Anna de Armas as playing Marilyn Monroe. Trying to show what possibly someone like her was going through at the time, you know, and it was kind of surreal and dark and painful. And it took me a couple settings to watch it. She was good, like, but the movie I, was I, not. <laughs> no, it was not fun. It's not a fun movie. This this was my number forty out of forty four. This was my World War One. What you what you went <laughs> watching World War One? I, I went through watching this. Like I yeah. did not enjoy. It. Yeah, I'm pretty much with you. And I, I, I she she get nominated right for an Oscar? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, she was good, but I don't I I don't know. That's is it? Okay? Can you say that's not what Marilyn Monroe sounded like at all? Like she didn't even try. Actually, I I don't I don't think she is nominated. No, no, she is. Yes, she's one of the five. Yes, you were correct. Again, she was. Uh, it was recognizable as a famous person, so give her a try. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Well, you're right. And I hate that, so now I'm mad. Don't <laughs> don't nominate her. Although I thought she did a pretty good job. Um, Kimmy, you remember Kimmy from last year? Steven Soderbergh. I don't. I don't. <laughs> it was like the first movie I watched in 2022, and I gave it a good grade, but I remember nothing about. It. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of one of, one of the first movies we'd seen that they uh, acknowledged COVID. You know, they mm. wore masks and stuff. You know, uh, but it was like a little Alfred Hitchcock type mystery thing and Rear Window ish. I don't know. It was all right. That's right. She has she's an audio t- yeah, specialist like, and yeah. has yeah. So I, yeah, I remember enjoying it, but I, I yeah, it's a, it's a pretty big blank for me. Uh, let's see. Got Anna de Armas again here. Deep Water was that her and Ben Affleck movie, the one they made that they got together. Was some mystery thing where I I honestly kind of like this, but uh, it's like they're in a loveless marriage, and she's kind of getting down behind his back or in front of his back, you know, and who's doing what and somebody's chasing somebody through the woods. No, I don't know. It was, it was fine. Uh, the gray man. This was that Russo brothers, Netflix movie with Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling and Anna de Armas. She's got a level. Right? <laughs> we, we found her Billy Bob Thornton, Jessica Henwick, a bunch of people. Shea Wiggum, it was was fine. It was extremely fine. I you probably have this movie higher. I I I did like the performance. 
this was a good luck to you, Leo Grand Grande or Grande or whatever. Let's talk about it. Number 13. Emma Thompson is an aging lady who is, was married in a, again, a just very, I'm not loveless, but a very passionless marriage for a lot of years and hires a prostitute to try, finally try and experience something that all these, people, all these people talk about. And it takes place, it's basically just two people in the whole cast. 90% of the movie takes place in one room. It's all, So it could be like a stage play. It's that yeah, yeah. intimate. But the but the dialogue and the performances are so good that it, I was just captivated throughout. Of like I it was it held my interest. Yeah, yeah. I like I loved her performance. I like uh, it. Just went on too long. I think for me, I uh, I did like the way it was shot. Some stuff like um, she they're very real about her body, mm-hmm. and, you know, and she's just like you know stands and looks at herself uh, in the mirror and things it's like it's that that kind of stuff is neat dealing with her age but then i i like when they finally you know get to a point where they like very they shoot that those some of the sex scenes uh, like make her look really good it's like just by the way they do it. it's like a was kind of neat you know like the idea of that they were like we're gonna be real and then we're gonna shoot it also mm. real at you know try to make it look good um i liked it fine but it, it's not the the fantasy you no, know, the, right. it's it's trying to be more yeah grounded and, that was and she and that's how she approaches she has a checklist of things she wants to do and like it's yeah it's not swept away it's not stella getting her groove back it's not a whirlwind fantasy right. of romance it's like yeah she's She's just very practical and things need to happen. <laughs> That's right. Uh, she said, was that a movie about Harvey Weinstein with uh, Zoe Kazan, Carrie Mulligan, Trish Clarkson? It was the very bland um, investigative reporting was just fine. And not what I wanted I love an investigative reporting movie. Come on. Spotlight is so good. I, I like, you know, where they're digging up stuff and talking to people and they're going to expose somebody. And it, that it is all of that except bland and boring. Like they just don't pull it off. Um, the Sea Beast. Great animated movie. I called out on Netflix months ago. I was like, hey, why is if they would put this in theaters, I bet it would have been reasonable done reasonably well it was a good animated movie and it is nominated for best animated movie so it's in the top five somebody else agreed with me uh wakanda forever i don't know if that surprises anybody but i did not really enjoy myself watching wakanda forever that is my definitely my my lowest rank Marvel movie for sure. Yeah. Maybe ever. <laughs> yeah. No, not ever. But it's it's I had a uh, 22. Yeah. Didn't throw me. I liked a lot of it, but I didn't like a lot of it. And every a lot of people talk, at least well, they really loved that post-credit scene. I was like, I don't like that either. 
I was like, I didn't like much of it. Like, yeah. Yeah. It it was, yeah, it was fine for me. I just didn't hate it, but it, it's very long and kind of lacks a somewhat of a main character in it. (laughs) Yeah. Don't worry, darling. An Olivia Wilde movie with Florence Pugh and Harry Styles, Chris Pine, Jim Chan. Um, I mean, I think I liked it better than a lot of people. I I liked it. Yeah, I will I say it. I liked it. Yeah, I, I liked it fa- fairly well. Didn't it's it's low on my list because I just kept moving stuff ahead of it. Like I, I just didn't. Yeah. I like the concept. I like the 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 look of it. Uh, the performances were good, but it just overall didn't. Something didn't click with me. The, I just kept the, the story wasn't the best. Yeah, it didn't. The things didn't visually. The it's amazing. Didn't make it didn't make a lot of sense. Like, yeah, uh, I'm yeah. not sure how this guy had all this money to afford <laughs> right. to do this. But like but, uh, Florence Pugh and Harry, they look amazing. Harry Styles looked great yeah. and. He's not a very good actor, but, uh, you know, Chris Pine's there and, and I love the look of it, the, the, the way it's filmed. And it's just, I have I think- a fetish. I like when Cliff hacks on young actors or something like, uh, like when he's like, yeah, you're not very good. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, I'm the expert here. Let me tell you. <laughs> I do love good. that. I know, he's not a very good actor. <laughs> So, but uh, yeah, I like the movie though. I mean, I, I thought it was pretty. Yeah. Good. yeah. Well, Cliff is not the only person I heard say Harry Styles is not a very. Yeah, good I agree. I did. He's I, not I, out of real. I limb. don't disagree with him. I, I, I like, I'm like, yeah, go. That's that's the best way to say that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, very good. Just it's like the, I don't know, the man off the street. Just like yeah, yeah. just calling it out. Just right. Just Somebody's got to say it. <laughs> We're all thinking it, Matt Cliff. Ah. <laughs> uh, Cha Cha Real Smooth was a movie. Cooper Rife, Rife. I don't know how to say his last name. Um, he's he's in it. He stars in it. He directed it. It's it's got Dakota Johnson. Um, I think it was on was on Apple. I watched it. Um, it's just about this young guy. And he kind of gets involved with this, you know, a little bit older woman. You know, and just a complicated relationship. She's in a, you know, relationship. And I enjoyed it. I just thought the guy was annoying. It's this low on the list because that guy annoyed me. <laughs> I was like, yeah. no, you're not that smooth, cha-cha. Um, let's see. Thor, Love and Thunder. It's yeah. fine. There's a lot of fine Marvel this year, but nothing, you know, so I'm I, sure I forgot, you know, but the, nothing blew me away. I don't think it deserves the hate. I don't no, either. I don't hate too it. too much different from Ragnarok for no. me. Like, it was on that same I level. I didn't love Ragnarok like people, everybody else did. Yeah, everyone loved Ragnarok and hated Love and Thunder, and I don't I don't get it. Yeah, so. these are yeah. the same thing. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's the office meme. These are the same. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, um, you know, I I had Thor: Love and Thunder. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I did not understand the hate either, and I had it pretty high on my on my list this year. So, 
I really my number one good enough movie. It's yeah. The top of my good enough movie. <laughs> yeah, like I really liked the villain in it. You know, uh, Gore the God Butcher. I, I I thought it was one of the better villains yeah. in the yeah. Marvel movies, just overall. It's pretty dark, but yeah, I like I like that. Yeah, and I love the fact that they brought back um, uh, Lady Thor, and yeah. She was fine. Like I mean, even though it was like barely a thing, I mean, <laughs> you know, it was not what I thought it was going to. Yeah, be. it wasn't what we thought we were going to. You get got pumped more up like... for that. <laughs> so yeah, she uh, she was rocking some guns in that one. Um, but yeah, I really, I mean, overall, as far as this this past year's movies, this was pretty high for me because I, you know, I went to the theater and saw this one. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I spent money on it. <laughs> Uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. So, what's been up with you? Oh, you know, this, that, other vague things to fill the space of this conversation. Okay, well, you look the same. Yeah, thanks. And you look different. Ah, hey, it's no secret I had the CGI surgery done, and it's done wonders rejuvenating my career. I'm actually starring in a play tonight. But man, I tell you, the real hot ticket is Rescue Rangers. There's even some buzz about a reboot. Someone started a Facebook fan page for it and everything. Crikey, a Facebook fan page? I don't just give those away. Oh, he's full of it, Monty. No one's talking about a Rescue Rangers reboot except for him. What? The fans are hungry for it. Look, I came here to help Monty, not get caught up in some Hollywood nonsense. So, great to take this skip down memory lane, but I've gotta go. Monty, if you're really in trouble, you know how to find me. Dale, you were also here. I didn't love it as much as everybody else, but I did enjoy it. It was good. Liked it. I did you too. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was... It... I, I normally don't like, and that was my that was my biggest pet pet peeve with this movie is getting celebrities to voice the main characters. Yeah, like I we have all grown up with Chip and Dale. Generations know what they sound like. We watched Rescue Rangers. We watched the old Disney shorts, and that was my only problem with this movie. It 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 just sounded like, you know. Two, two actors that were not Chip and Dale. And <laughs> not my Chip and Dale. Not my Chip and Dale. I feel like we're going to get the same thing with, with Chris Pratt and Mario. You know, everybody's bitching about that. And I'm like, what about this already happened with Chip and Dale? Like, they were fine, but it wasn't Chip and Dale. But I heard he's going to voice the new Rick and Morty. That's very get Chris Pratt. Yeah. So. But yeah, I, I, I really like Chippendale. We talked about all the special cameos. Um, it had a million and one guest appearances uh, during the movie. And I, I, I thought it was one of the better movies. I Definitely one of the better animated movies I saw this year, last year. Uh, here's a movie. Jerry and Marge Go Large. This was... On Paramount Plus is Brian Cranston and Annette Benning and Rain Wilson. And it's like a true story um, where this guy, 
finds a mathematical loophole in the Massachusetts lottery. And they figure out a way to win millions of dollars. It, it was, that was a fun movie. Like it was nothing great, but it was just fun watching those two and Brian Cranston playing a mathy guy. And, you know, just like, you know, it's always fun to watch people win money. Uh, and so uh, I enjoyed that. It was a fun movie. Jackass Forever. Fun movie. I, I was not expecting to like it as much as I did, but I did enjoy watching these guys come out looking old. Yeah, was this the one themselves. where they 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 brought back or they brought in like some new, fresh yeah. people? Yeah, I, that that's who they put the real beating to was the new people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, they I, brought I, them I, in and stood around and watched the old guys stood around. And watch the new guys get right. the hell beat out of them. Yeah, I started to watch this. I wa- did not get very far into it. I just, for I normally like these movies, but I was not feeling this one. I enjoyed it. Uh, then I have uh, Avatar: The Colon, The Way of Water. Um, don't care about Avatar. Don't still don't. Did not care about this story, but. Damn, it looked good. Like, it looked really good. It looked extremely good. I was not expecting it to look this good. Uh, I watched it in 3D. 3D has come a long way. And they put all the effort into this. Like, this does not mean every movie. We don't need to go through this again, where everybody has to have a 3D version of their movie. I was just going to say, remember when when this, about the time this first one came out and, like, everything was coming out? Coming out in like shitty 3D. Yeah, I remember seeing Up in 3D and th- and, and, and going, please make this stop. Yeah. This is not 3D. This this is just one little layer is different. It's like, right. I'm not going to wear these glasses for this. No, this is what it was meant for. This was uh, like the, the Avatar world spilling out into the theater and like everything was so crisp and they've improved it to where like, None of the color left. It was like bright and colorful. I was so impressed with that, and didn't and but I care less about what was happening. But imagine if you cared about this. I know it's just like that's what boggles my mind. If the guy's a genius at this, and it's like it makes no sense. Well, I equate it to Captain EO, like. This is like if I I was going to Disney World, I would be excited to go see this mm. as this is the Captain EO of the time. Like go see this amazing 3D thing, you know, the hot best technology of the time. Look at this. You know, it's it's like you know, the technology is amazing. And it but that's it. That's all I want to see it for. I don't care. It's not yeah. Um it's not a film that I'm interested in. Captain Neo had a had an alien that was named Hooter. <laughs> Hooter. <laughs> it's just Michael Jackson running around going, Hooter, Hooter. <laughs> I like it. These are the facts that we need. Mm. Uh, That's what I bring in. Bring to the table. Uh white noise. The Noah Baumbach Netflix movie. It's Adam Driver, Greta Gerwig. 
his, you know, normal peeps he puts in the movies. And this was uh, based on a book, right, Jordan? What's Yeah, very, uh, I know it was a very beloved cult classic book that, like, like got a lot of things right about the future, like, yeah. <laughs> and, and society and family and, yeah. I, I mean, I enjoyed this for the most part, but it just kind of went on too long. And uh, I don't know. It was so close to being something. I really liked his performance. I liked how the family acted. Like, it, it just, I don't know. Yeah, just kind of a college professor with a you know big family. And, like, yeah, there was a lot of quirkiness that I liked. Oh, it, but a it quirkiness just, it, coming out of its... It didn't like, quite geez. seem to pay off. I said, I think my letterbox review was that Adam Driver is an unconventional choice to play Clark Griswold, but the, it was this I bumbling I, and dad. And I said it was The Simpsons. Yeah. Like, they're both bumbling dad the... in a station wagon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah it's, it's. I went Simpsons because of her hair. But, um, <laughs> she has important hair, and it has uh, an incredible credits sequence that. Sure, we'll bring up later. Um, bros. Cliff, did you see Bros? This feels like a movie you would have seen. So I actually was going to watch Bros this week, and it was under Peacock Premium, and I wasn't going to uh, sub- subscribe to Premium, so I was like, not going to watch Bros today. Uh, I must have Premium. What Was it good? Yeah, it's yeah. all the way up here at whatever, probably... <laughs> 40s <laughs> we're worse in the top 40 Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> no it's top probably 30 i don't know um yeah it's this is the this is the uh billy eichner getting to yeah. take his shot at doing a romantic comedy with you know billy a on gay the romantic comedy yeah yeah, yeah it and, looked really it actually looked really good um and, and i know he was I didn't hear much about it, but I, I, when it had when it was coming out, he was heavily on the on on the promo circuit, yeah. um, just because. It, and listening to some of his back. interviews, it really sounded like he had really put the effort into it, and he was really yeah. hoping for to make something. I think it was the hit that they were, you know, yeah. they, he put in all that effort, and I don't think it was the hit that everybody was hoping for. It was a solid rom-com. Like mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I definitely recommend it. You will like it. It's yeah. You know, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, Causeway was an Apple movie with Jennifer Lawrence and Brian Tyree Henry. I think I want to say he was nominated. Let's see. Maybe not. Or maybe it's a supporting, must be supporting. He is, yes, nominated for best supporting actor for this movie. It's it's good. It's um, she's a U.S. soldier that got a traumatic injury while in Afghanistan, and she comes home to New Orleans, meets him. He's a mechanic. He's got his own problems. It's just them forming a odd, you know, unorthodox friendship, you know, and it's like, you know, 
them just helping each other get through their problems and it's a really nice solid movie absolutely and i you know i think you would enjoy it he gives it i mean his performance is really good uh, it didn't blow me away but he's always good so i think that kind of it is is a detriment to people sometimes right. when you're just good <laughs> all the time it was i don't think this was like a standout performance of his but uh, i'm i wouldn't begrudge him getting some recognition certainly a nomination is good recognition. she's good in it i like I always like her good movie on the count of three this is a uh, direct by jared carmichael uh jared carmichael christopher abbott a little bit of tiffany haddish in there this was a couple of guys i think it starts out they're getting ready to try to shoot each other at the same time so i got double suicide um to talk about this jordan you saw this didn't you yeah so it's a, a suicidal guy who's been committed there's uh christopher abbott and then so he Gerard carmichael's having a bad <laughs> bad couple weeks so they decide life would be better we should just kill each we should kill ourselves so we can actually kill each other but it's a they they gonna have like one last day. We can do anything we want because it's our last day. So it it there's some comedy, you know. They do you know some silliness happens, but it's very dark as you would expect. But just I just it didn't quite. I don't know for something I I assumed would be very careful talking about mental health. There was some like it'll get better. <laughs> just 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 hang on. Yeah, you know, things will get better. Like it seemed yeah. very like. Ugh. Was that? I yeah, I agree. It's like, is that the answer? That's yeah. that's the answer. That's yeah. what you figured out. It's never so bad as you think. Yeah, I'll but yeah, it. they the, the, both the actors were really really good, and I, I I was I was really invested, but again, it just didn't quite get over the yeah. finish line. Oh, they nailed it with the eighty six minutes. It's eighty six minutes long, guys. <laughs> and then it has a little bl- little blip of Henry Winkler in there. I, that was my oh, review. Yes. That was my review. More 86-minute movies with Henry Winkler. Um, we should reward the shortest movies of the year. <laughs> oh, be... there's too many long ones. I'm all about the short ones. Okay. Uh, we had that Charlie McDowell movie way back, Windfall, with uh, Jason Siegel, Lily Collins, Jesse Plemons, where a guy breaks into the tech billionaire's empty vacation home and has to end up holding them at gunpoint and that was a pretty fun movie uh, i liked everyone in it and didn't blow me away but i enjoyed it and i you know, i like jesse plemons and, and jason Siegel. so do either of you guys see this i feel like you did you didn't oh yeah. it's pretty good it's pretty good um i kind of don't even want to say that one <laughs> <laughs> I will. Weird colon the Al Yankovic story. I we sat here watched it. It was good. I mean, I was laughing my butt off the first forty five minutes. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think one thing that hurt the experience was the freaking commercials constantly because you had to watch it on Roku or whatever. But um, but I just kind of I once Madonna came into it. I I didn't like her her as Madonna. I didn't it, that, it didn't work for me. 
that's totally yeah like i didn't i don't know just something at that point when she shows up and it just got you know it i don't want to say weird of, but it, it went from weird funny to stupid like yeah that, that, that that's where it kicked it that's where i liked it more because <laughs> i'm like oh this is gonna get real stupid and i got even happy they were daring to be stupid right. they, they took the leap so um, this one is higher on my list yes i i i i just i don't have anything bad to say about it it just i loved the first half so much that i i was you know that I, that's probably the problem is how much mm-hmm. i like the first half i felt like it got weaker towards the second half but there are some all-timer scenes in this movie um we'll talk about more later uh dr strange in the multiverse of madness I guess this is probably my yeah this is my favorite Marvel of the year and it and but it's still usually they're higher than this on the list. I uh, I liked how dark it was. I liked the Sam Raiminess. I didn't care for the new hero. What, what's her name? America mm-hmm. Chavez. Yeah, yeah, like it felt like they couldn't get Wong. Um, you know they need somebody to open some portals. Uh, and they were trying to create a, a Tony Stark Spider-Man relationship, and it, these guys, him and her, did not have that chemistry, you know. Um, but it looked good. I liked a lot of it. I liked the zombie stuff. I liked all yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just not now. a big doc. This MCU Doctor Strange fan. Yeah, I just... I'm not. I'm not. I I never have been totally on board with the benedict cumberbatch as dr yes. strange like i don't know the right person i'm not saying i could cast better but yeah he's not my pick yeah i actually um uh, i didn't like this as much as thor but i thought i i liked the girl that played america chavez um and i was okay with her and this was an improvement from the the first dr strange movie yes um, you know, and at the time I thought, oh, this is going to be like the most horror thing we're going to get out of, out of Marvel. Be- you know, that was before we got Werewolf by Night later on in the year, but on Disney Plus. But yeah, I mean, I, it was, there was stuff I liked, but stuff that was kind of, I was just like, yeah, I don't know if this really fits in or works for me, but. Yeah, this was my number 10, which is pretty good, but. Yeah. Yeah, you know, these last few years, there's all, there's been an Avengers Endgame or Infinity War or Spider Man that's been in my top three or four. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah the, right. my top Marvel movie being ten is not so great, but yeah. I still liked it. I still had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, that yeah. I had it at ten also, Jordan on my on my list I made. So yeah, yeah. I liked it. Um, you know, that's and, the equivalent and, of twenty uh, of thirty on my list. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a sliding scale. Yeah. <laughs> I guess 29. At 29, I have Bullet Train. Hi. There's a gun. Shh, run. It's the choir car. Got you your small inside voice in here, son. There's a gun. Because if you put peace out in the world, you get peace back. 
think you might be forgetting what you do for a living. Take the gun. Every job I do, somebody dies. I'm not that guy anymore. Some conflicts require a gun. Hey, this is nice. Okay, what am I snatching and or grabbing? A briefcase. You said you wanted simple for your first job back. Doesn't get simpler. Now I'm going to admit, I saw it in IMAX. Hmm. So that's how it leaps up in the. That's how it got up here. Yeah, uh, we we were out of town at a, and enjoyed it very much in the theater. It was a fun movie. Again, it had a bunch of people that I like. You know, it was Brad Pitt and Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, Michael Shannon, Sandra Bullock, Zazie Beetz. I mean, yeah, and they're having a fun time. Like it, you know, so. I I enjoyed it well enough. I was I I wanted more for it. Like when I originally heard about the concept, I was like, I'm gonna love this. Then I saw the first trailer and was like, eh, it didn't look as good as I thought it was gonna be. But then it turned out I, I enjoyed it, but not as much as I originally hoped. Jordan, did yeah, did you see fun. this? Yeah, yeah. I I like Brad Pitt a lot as the kind of oh boy, here we go. Like he he wasn't the studly action hero. Right. He was very much like what's going on. Now? So yeah, I I, I liked it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I actually like this a lot. Um Good. and I don't I'm not big on action movies and normally don't even care to even watch action movies that much anymore, but I I really like this movie and I don't normally go for Brad Pitt movies either and I thought, "Wow, he this is this might be my favorite Brad Pitt starring role." Wow. Um, Cuz <laughs> I, I normally do, I normally don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> So that's a, I, uh, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was good. Um, good. And I, I was actually, I was the opposite. I, when I started the movie, I didn't expect to like it at all or even make it through the movie. And then by the end I was like, man, this was one of my favorite movies this year. And I had not, again, by avoiding, I went back and watched the tr- latest trailer after I saw the movie, like mm-hmm. I've been doing lately. And wow, you know, I I, ne- I did not know Michael Shannon was going to be in it. I didn't know any of that stuff. So definitely was upped it for me. I'm so glad I had not watched the last couple trailers. And, and that may have contributed to why I liked it so much, because I don't remember seeing. I remember yeah. it, like I don't remember watching the trailer. I knew it was a thing. I knew it had Brad Pitt. That's pretty much all yeah. I knew. And I was really impressed how fun it was for, for this yeah. cast. So I agree. Brian, that Brian Tyree Henry, yeah. I, he was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Um, I good. thought he was wonderful in it. So he's good. He, you just always relate to his, seems yeah. like no matter what, how they write him, he takes it and makes it, you feel like you see his perspective. You are him. He, mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're the, he's the audience surrogate. Almost every time, everything I watch of him, it's like the way he's looking at things. You yeah, know? I, I was I was really surprised how much I liked this one. So let's just all pretend his Oscar nom was for a bullet train. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, number 28, Black Phone. This was got a lot of hype. Everybody was super hyped last year at this time. Like, this is going to be... I think they must have saw it at Sundance or something last year. And it was like, man, this is going to be the horror movie 
of the year. It was not, but it was big. And it, this was based on the Joe Hill short story. Um, Scott Derrickson directed. And I enjoyed this. I, it was a little clunky, but I it, it had a little bit of M. Night to it. Like, you know, it was a little too close to the lady in the water, though, like, as far as like the pieces. Um, I don't really spoil, want to, you know, spoiling about it, but it, it's just about this, you know, I, I, I liked how the, the setting, like the 70s, 80s feel to it, like how, you know, I know that feeling, those neighborhoods, you know. It was very authentic 70s. It wasn't, you know, TV sitcom 70s. It was grimy. Yeah. <laughs> Kids are left alone to ride their bikes around town. Exactly. Yeah, that that was definitely enjoyable about it. Um, Ethan Hawke was just, great. Yeah, he, I just for me the pieces didn't fit. You know, I love the aesthetic, the 1970s feel, but like, so the 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 concept the concept is the phone rings and he hears you know, voices. It was it ghosts or whatever. Yeah. But then there's something supernatural going on with the sister that has nothing to do with any of that. Yeah. And then Ethan Hawke's in a whole other movie where he's like this mass <laughs> literally killer. like yeah. Like and we don't get any of his motivation. There's nothing supernatural about him. So there's three competing horror movies all trying to be one movie and it, I was like yeah. I I liked it but it just didn't I think it needed to be a little more uh, streamlined. Yeah, I mean I, the more I think about it, as I'm remembering things there are so many things that I liked about it. Like I liked the I liked the way Ethan Hawke like you had to try to escape for him to want to kill you. Like that's how he got off. It's just like, no, you got to go for it. <laughs> I'm just going to sit up here in the kitchen with my shirt off. And <laughs> I'm sure his face was sweating like crazy. I went to I, Halloween enough, you know, with them stormtrooper masks and stuff. I was like, his face has to be sweating. But, uh, but, and I like the idea of, you know, how, each step of the process of how he's going to escape, you know, uh, I, I did like all that. It just didn't, every piece did not fit perfectly. Like you're saying. So it's definitely worth watching. Yeah. I, I, I liked it, but it, yeah, it was getting, you know, you know, this is one of the best years for horror ever. Like it was, it was being lumped in with, you know, some of these great movies that I just didn't quite buy. Oh, I, I hate how low I have this movie. I was tired when I watched it. I didn't have the energy to watch it again before my rental expired. But Decision to Leave, Park Chan Wook. It's, uh, you know, the guy that did The Handmaiden, one of my favorite movies. It's, um, it's a very vertigo type Hitchcockian mystery. He's this detective. You know, investigating the suspicious death of a man on a mountaintop, and there's some like all timer scenes uh, where they're showing what's happening now, what's happening in the past, and um, it's really an interesting movie. Looks great, but it just I'm blaming it on I was tired, but I still enjoyed it, um, and I. Uh, I don't know. I, I I think I put in my review that I'll love it way more. It'll move up my list 
next time I watch it someday, but I, it wasn't the best circumstances, I guess, but everybody likes it better than I do. Everyone that saw it loves it and has it higher on their lists. I think uh, you guys, I don't know, Cliff wouldn't like it, but I think uh, Jordan, you may like it someday. Let's see, number, I don't know. Let's see, uh, Uncharted was a movie from earlier this year based on the video game franchise. Probably one of my favorite franchises. Like, I love every one of those games. This hat, they, you know, they're taking a turn. I I feel like video game movies are going to do what comic book movies figured out. We're going to get there. We're getting there. We have the Last of Us TV show out now. Like, they are figuring this out. Uncharted isn't quite the quality of the Last of Us uh, show, but uh, I enjoyed this movie just because, I mean, a lot of it has to do with I like the video game, and I, I like the idea of this. And I felt like the ultimate, uh, the third act works. I like the set pieces and stuff, and it, it was, you know, fun. I don't, you know, these guys are not, yeah, like... Tom Holland is not Nathan Drake. Mark Wahlberg is not Sully, you know, but they're still amused me in this movie. And there's some funny stuff and decent action. I just thought it was a fun movie. Um, a lot of people, most people did not. Most people hated this movie. This is the movie that I like that nobody else liked. And uh, I'm fine with that. I don't like it because it's good. I, you know, it was quality. <laughs> I like it because I had fun. No, it was not. It wasn't like people bleeding out in the mud for three hours. It was. It was the opposite of that. <laughs> um, I guess it. I'm trying to think. This is probably. Oh, I can't say that. Let's see. This, this was a great movie. I took my nephew to see Puss in Boots: Colin, The Last Wish. <laughs> Hey, Brooks, I found a sandwich in here. I think it's tuna. Right, Perro. Don't you know? Oh, cool. Another member of the team. We are not a team. Ice on the road. Who is this guy? I'm Puss's best friend. No, he isn't. And his therapy dog. Definitely not. I really liked Puss in Boots. This was good. Nick really loved it too. Well, you've uh, always been a Shrek guy. That's right on your your wavelength, right? Me? Yeah, yeah he's he's not talking to me. Cliff, I know. Cliff hates Shrek. So <laughs> I don't I, like Shrek. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a Shrek guy. No, but I def, compared to Cliff, I guess. Uh, no, I like Shrek fine, but no, I'm not. I don't love it. But this 
In fact, that I, qualifies I, as being a Shrek guy. No, I will not <laughs> just, take just that. take the. You take cannot the pin that label on me. I'm not a Shrek guy. Like, but uh, I like this. This is probably the best Shrek type movie I've ever seen. It looks well, I'm the so one who good. write I write the episode description, so this one's gonna say Shrek guy, the Pooba has this to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh it looked so good. Like it was I, I I mean it was so bright and colorful and the animation was so good. It was just like very similar to the Spider-Verse. I mean it's, it reminded me, I guess, of the Spider-Verse animation, only not the not the cloudiness that, you know, you didn't like Cliff, that pixelation thing they were doing. No, this was just yeah. the crisp parts of that movie, the crisp, good animation. And it was a, a fun story. I love the voice cast. Florence Pugh as Goldilocks was great. Uh, yeah, Olivia Coleman and... You know, Salma Hayek, Antonio Bandanas, John Mulaney was great. I could not figure, I bugged the heck out of me. I was like, why can't I figure out who this is? I don't, still don't know how I did not recognize it was John Mulaney. He's but, Chip. Yeah. But he played uh, Jack Horner. Um, it's good. Recommend it. Is that, is that your top animated film of the no, year? No, I don't hmm. think so. Oh, okay. Um... But it was close. Let's see. Where are we at? Uh, number 24. Mm. There we go. Number 24. RRR. You guys heard of RRR? Is it about pirates? Yeah. I'll, I'll say this. I couldn't bring this, myself. I put, <laughs> I put this in my... When I, when I came up with the category of movies, movie I, I didn't get, before I even watched this movie, I put the title there. I was like, <laughs> because I could not get myself to watch it for the longest time. It was, I knew I had to, but it's like, everybody was just so head over heels about this movie. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like, before I watched it, I don't get the, why I would want to watch this. Well, I watched it. I don't get it as much as everybody else, but I get it. So I can't <laughs> use that as my... I didn't get it. I, it. We will talk more about this movie later, but this is... Does anyone know what Tollywood is? I still have not looked it up, but I feel like, you know, we know what Bollywood is. And, and someone said this was Tollywood. I don't know what that means, but this was a an action movie. Um... It is the like the biggest bromance that has ever happened on film. Uh, these these two guys, one's like one's a soldier, one's a guy living in the jungle, and it's the most over the top action movie I've ever seen. Like they fight against jungle animals, they fight alongside jungle animals, they get on each other's shoulders they dance they do amazing things it's most you know most of the action cgi heavy it's ridiculous i don't know if i recommend it but there's like things you almost have to see from this movie at some point <laughs> so what's it mean jordan according to the googs 
It's all Tollywood is also uh, it's a term for Telugu cinema, a segment of Indian cinema dedicated to the production of movies in the Telugu language. Widely oh. spoken in several of the states. So yeah, there's several different dialects, I guess, through India. So Bollywood, there's something called Kaliwood. So this is Tollywood. So I guess it's made for specific language. Yeah, this is, I mean, the fact that they could do this is good. They did it. It's ridiculous. I would have liked to seen it in theaters, actually. It's the, it's so crazy. Uh, it will come up in our best of lists for a couple things. I saw it, the director on Seth Meyers, and it was almost comical of like, these are the biggest movies in the world. Like more people see this movie than yeah. saw a lot of the other stuff on this list. But we're like, now what is this about? Like these are two of the biggest movie stars in the world, but we don't, yeah, you know, we don't even know yeah. their names. But like, so he was, you know, Seth was asking him, so this is a big deal, right? These two actors, like, yes, these are the biggest star. But he seemed like a really sweet, humble guy. So I, I, I like the guys. Uh, uh, oh, uh, yeah, the, uh, I like the guy immediately. The uh, I saw a clip of James Cameron meeting that guy uh, last week or a couple weeks ago, and he was te- he's like I saw your movie, and he's just going on and on and on and on to this guy, and this guy's just like gush, just like love. It. He's like this is the, like this was his favorite moment of his life was having James Cameron, <laughs> you know, just like examine his movie, tell him everything he liked about it and all this stuff, and it, it was just such a beautiful moment, you know, for a couple minutes of him just gushing over him and. It, and it, the guys just looked really sweet and was taken so well. But the, but yeah, those guys are two huge stars and they come together and make this huge movie. And it's just like, it is just such a crazy ass movie that it has to be seen to be believed, honestly. Um, I'll, I'll describe a scene from it later when we get there. Um, I, re- I really liked it. Obviously, it's this high on my list. Uh, 23 was Scream 5, I guess it would be, from last year in January. Uh, I love Scream movies. I thought it was a solid, uh, solid version of a Scream movie. We got another one coming up this year. Um, not much to say about it, though, other than that. It was a good Scream. Uh, I, I liked how it took on you know the original screen movie took on horror movies and the cliches but this one was about reboots and yeah. remakes and that sort of, so it, it it felt timely yes yes hustle i'm a sucker for a sports movie <laughs> oh my gosh that's the only reason this is up here this high honestly but i'm just such a sucker for that and adam sandler as this coach you know and finding that guy and you know i just that's just such a enjoyable, fun watch. So, twenty-nine say, movies I'm up to because I forgot yeah, you about. Forgot that. You I just thought Cliff probably didn't even remember this. <laughs> I totally this was forgot. Early in 2020. Yes. Yeah, but you guys saw both saw this. Yeah, so. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah. So yeah, it was just a. Sometimes it's just you're high up there because I remember enjoying watching this movie. Um, twenty-one. The Fablemans. I this was the Steven Spielberg movie, uh, basically about his childhood, you know, and uh, 
complicated relationships with his parents that he's, you know, hinted about his whole career and finally made a movie about it. And it's just, it's good. It's a good movie. It's really high up here. 21. It's not the greatest thing I ever saw. It's very, you know, it's very, very, I don't know. It just was, it's, it's soft looking. It's what you think he, you know, him trying to be cinematic and tell the story that it just, he's, his age is showing, I think. Mm. And I think I said this before. It's like, it's, it, it doesn't have any grit to it to me. And I wanted a little bit of that. I think I liked everybody in it, you know, um, I, but I'm not a huge Michelle Williams fan and you know, she wants to creep me out in this movie, honestly, you know, but, uh, it's fine. I'm not as big a fan as everybody else. It will probably, uh, it's up for best picture. It, I hope to God they don't give it, give him best picture for this. I, I would predict he gets best director and does not win best picture. I hope. Um, but they'll give him something as a Steven Spielberg. Top 20. Number 20 after Yang. This did either I know Cliff didn't see this. Did you see this, Jordan? After Yang? No, no this is the uh Coganata. other movie, right? Yeah. Coganata did that Columbus movie with Columbus, Indiana, like about the architecture there with John Cho and mm-hmm. oh what's her name? Haley Lou Richardson and very contemplative and this is a very contemplative movie also but this is about uh it's in the future set in the future where we have um an android people have androids living you know with them and they bought this android named Yang and he you know they had a Chinese daughter and they bought him as a Chinese uh, knowledgeable android to help ra- you know help teach her as she's being raised and becomes part of the family and it's basically he his life cycle has run out he's you know he's um starting to have errors and stuff and it's them dealing with the fact that they're not going to have him anymore um sounds like a megan ripoff yeah, it's yeah, it is the most not Megan <laughs> movie. Uh, it's very slow paced and uh, contemplative, like I said. Like, I mean, Colin Farrell's character is a tea maker. <laughs> I mean, it's just a, it's a very you know sweet movie. But a certain you know, a little way in the movie, he finds realizes that. Yang was recording the there was one option that this Android had was to record uh snippets, just a few seconds of things along the way of what the Android considered was worth being a memory. What could they save as a memory? And it, and they were tra- trying to, you know, study what they would think was, you know, worth it. And at, one, at some way, he starts being able to access those videos and see what was important to Yang. And it just kind of blows you away. That movie really gets 
very interesting from there and just like makes you think what's important in life you know what did this android think was important and there's a lot of things revealed you know i, w- I wouldn't want to spoil it you know you find out you know about what yang was doing along the way so it's really good really good uh just saw this movie couple weeks ago or you know so um after sun uh the actor in this is up for best actor um paul mescal uh this is a got a lot of buzz but no not very many people have seen it i'm sure it was a this girl is it's showing a trip between like eleven year old girl in the she's what looking like twenty years earlier. So uh, it's this eleven year old girl on a trip with her father. You know he's not he doesn't have custody of her. So this is their rare chances to spend time together, and you realize that she is looking at videos of looking at this trip and remembering this trip she took with her father when she was 11 and he was basically the age she is now and realizing what he was going through at the time, you know, what the way she looked at him then. And, you know, you, you reflect on what your, your parents, we always look at, you know, we're the age of our parents were when we were young and, you know, they're just people, you know, what they might have been going through the things we go through and, uh there was some really neat moments there's a really neat moment at the end uh that and they play under pressure was the perfect song like they they said they stuck stuck it in there as a placeholder and some somebody said don't put that song in there as a placeholder for this scene because you may not be able to get it and you're going to fall in love with it and they were able to get the money to they basically went and said, hey, this is what we're doing. And they caved a little and let them use the song. But it's perfect. And it's just a perfect moment. And that kind of moment kind of say, you know, does and, ca- and captures the whole movie. Uh, so I don't know. It's kind of a. It's a slow movie. And, you know, a lot, some people just did were like, I don't even know what I'm watching. Like, why am I watching these old videos? What What is even happening? But. You know, you really get it at the end. I thought it was really good. And the whale. What's the whale? It's the one that Brendan Fraser hyped performance. I know these rules can feel constraining, but remember, the point of this course is to learn how to write clearly and persuasively. Think about that. Think about the truth of your argument. You're an amazing person, Ellie. I couldn't ask for a more incredible daughter. Are you actually trying to parent me right now? Who would want me to be a part of their life? You don't stay in touch with mom? She really only tells me things about you. Why? Because that's all I want to know about. Why'd you gain all that weight? Someone close to me passed away, and it had an effect on me. You haven't seen her since she was eight years old, and you're going to reconnect with her? Sorry. I don't like this. This isn't a good idea. 
I'm sorry. You say you're sorry one more time. I will shove a knife right into you. I swear to God. Go ahead. What's it gonna do? My internal organs are two feet in at least. <laughs> Why do you suddenly need to see her so bad? Why now? Liz. I'm worried that she's forgotten what an amazing person she is. I need to know that she's gonna have a decent life. Where she cares about people. And that she's gonna be okay. I need to know that I have done one thing right with my life. I knew nothing about this other than playing an overweight guy, you know. I didn't know. I never saw a preview. Oh um, yeah, yeah. So I didn't. I didn't know what it was. I really want to see this movie, um, but it's only in theaters right now. I mean, no. I, yeah. Did I see it? I mean, yeah, I, maybe it is. Maybe it is only yeah. in theaters. I did see it. In yeah, I we checked. Yeah, we went to the mall last week. Yeah, it's, I've it's checked several now. times to like. Well, you these know, movies that got nominated for the Oscars now out. are coming back to theaters. Mm-hmm. So I know it's at the it was at the mall last week. It probably is still there. Yeah. Um. You'll if you if you're considering watch it watching it if you're interested in it. I I definitely think you would like it. Mm-hmm. It's I really liked it. Um. It was obviously I was watching. I was like I mean literally I knew nothing about it. I was like watching it. This is a play. So I, I was like, this has to be based on play, and it is. Uh, I don't know how I never heard of it, because apparently everybody loves this play. But it's uh, basically set in a couple rooms, mm-hmm. you know, because, uh, um, you know, he's kind of trapped in his apartment. Yeah. And, you know, it really gives you a look at what probably a lot of people live this kind of life, not to his extreme. He's a really, you know, this is supposed to be a really big guy hundreds and hundreds of pounds, but it's almost like that's not even the point of the movie. It really mm-hmm. isn't the focus of the movie. It's just somebody, uh, whatever your addiction is, whatever, however you're dealing, he's just like, has a lot of guilt and stuff about his life. And, uh, it, he eats his way through yeah. it. You know, it, it's like, that's how he's dealing it. He's wearing his guilt. Is a, kind of what it felt like to me. And it, it's got the girl from Sadie Sink. Yes, she is freaking she, nuts. Like she, uh, that <laughs> that that character, is, she plays it so over the top. I don't didn't dislike her in it. I thought she did a good job. Like, but uh, uh, but man, she's intense. <laughs> I was like, gosh, relax for a second. <laughs> He's running up that hill. Oh, she was really, I I felt like she played it a little hard, like chill a bit. So Um, does this, does this cap off the Brendan Fraser renaissance we've all been living through? Is this, is this like the pinnacle? Is he going to win his Oscar? I would not be upset if he won. Mm -hmm. I thought he was good. I love, you just love him. Yeah. You know, I, what, what I'll say is this, all I heard months ago was that when this movie premiered at the fest- at festivals or whatever, people stood up, he was there, that helps, you know, but people standing up and just give a, a standing ovation for like several minutes. That's like, yeah, 
seems like that's a competition for people. How long can we stay in your clap at some of these festivals? But the point is, at the end of the movie, he's in your theater. They were, uh, they stood up and clapped and like were emotional. And after seeing this movie, I get it because the last moment of the movie makes is uplifting. That last moment is well done. Like you, so they set you up to be like, wow, yes, you feel, you have feelings in that moment, whatever they are, you are feeling something. Well, this, you know, this all his, his big comeback, you know, from basically being blacklisted in Hollywood and, and everyone acknowledging that what was done to him and, and how that hurt his career and, and the fact that nobody believed him when he came out and, and now he's having this amazing resurgence and he's such a nice guy. Also has Hong Chow in this. uh, She was in first time I saw her was downsizing first time I knew of seeing her anyway. And she was in the menu this year. She was just in poker face in a second episode of that. Um, You'll get to know her. She's going to be in a bunch of stuff. I'm sure she's really good. And uh, she's really good in this. She's nominated, I believe, for Best Sporting Actor Actress. She's uh, she's just very good. It's a good movie. It's not oh, too long. It's I I think the the fat suit or whatever he wore. Yeah, I'm sure there's some CGI to mm. fix the seams and stuff, but they said there isn't much. Like it, the technology was pretty amazing. Yeah, I saw and, them talking about the like. Because we're so used to you know Eddie Murphy in a fat suit, like it never looks real. But they said right. they really invested in getting the movement right. It, like yeah. it looks natural to yeah. the body, like that. It it's it's a good movie. I was surprised. I honestly went in expecting not to like it. The only reason I went is because Nick really wanted to see it, or I probably would not have seen it. So I'm really glad I did. That's my review. <laughs> um. Next would be I Love My Dad. That's that Pat Nozzle. This might be a little high for this, honestly. I just haven't adjusted everything. But I, I really like this. This is the where the guy uh, is estranged from his son and ends up making an account on Facebook, I believe, and um, like pretending to be this waitress he knows and, and uh, just so he can see what his son's doing and ends up catfishing him, basically and uh, it's funny and uh, the just a gosh it's been so long since i you've seen it more recently than i if you want to talk yeah about i didn't it. realize the guy who plays the son is also the director james oh, okay. I didn't know that. and he i think he wrote it or co-wrote it as well like and it's based on a true story like this actually happened between him and his dad i to- you totally believe this could to some degree yeah yeah i'm sure that was embellished but yeah, this movie I liked a lot. I love Patton Oswald and it's I like his dramatic performances just as well as his comedic ones. Oh, but yeah. this movie, the entire time, I'm waiting for it to go too far. Yeah. I'm waiting for it to go <laughs> off the road. Cause like, all right, would this would any human being believe this? Right. Okay. And it never quite fought like it's it's like a stunt car like going on two yeah, wheels. Yeah, I totally agree with that. To it rides that edge. The whole movie, but it never does. Like it, it the whole movie you there's enough where okay, I buy that could happen. And yeah, it was 
enough emotional stuff, enough comedic stuff. So yeah, I I, I liked it. I had it at twenty five. Right. Upper upper. It's uh, been so long, yeah, since I saw it that I'm like, wow, can I? I you know. I, some stuff I start moving down the list because I just forget it. And I felt like I, I feel like I forgot a lot of this movie, but I didn't want it to suffer for that. I remember really liking it. Uh, next was uh, Prey. Uh, that was the uh, Predator movie, Dan Trachtenberg. Um, Amber Midthunder. Yeah, this uh, again another. Yeah, it was another action movie I didn't expect to like and really thoroughly enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, so. I thought this. I thought this was great. Yeah, uh, I did. I too. had it in my great category, but I, <laughs> I eventually bumped it down. It's the it's the number one of my very good category. <laughs> it's more of a B plus instead. Of yes, a, it, I, is, it is. It is. I totally good. agree. It is. It is a B plus. I totally agree. Uh, I'm going to say right here is Clerks 3. Um, it's not really that good, uh, but <laughs> it is, it, it, it's the pieces of this that I like, yeah. not the whole, not all of it together. Like I, it's so what you think he, he, really is not great at making some of these movies like you know but but i love clerk so much and i like I, I liked clerks too and i was like i don't know what i'm expecting from this but i wasn't expecting what i got yes We did it in the 90s, son. Can't catch my breath, man. Really? Should I try mouth stuff? What is this, a Tinder date? Get off of me. Uh, oh, shit. Mr. Dante! I need an ambulance at the quick stop. Save my life, man. Wish I had a life worth saving. What are you talking about? Sit around and watch the same movies over and over. I always thought you could have made a cool movie. You're right. I'm living on borrowed time. No more watching movies. I'm gonna make a movie! What's the movie gonna be about? It's about him working here. Meta. Everything in the script is something either me or someone I know said. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Maybe Jay and Silent Bob could be characters. Jay and Silent Bob are like C-3PO and R2-D2. They've been here since the first movie, which was the last time they were cool. But they've been with the franchise so long, they still give them cameos and put them on the lunchboxes. Snoochie boochies! Please tell me why! I believe in you. You put in that stuff you used to say about the Death Star contractors. Get sued by Disney. No way. So, you know... <laughs> I always think of that episode of Dave where it's so much more impactful to go back and watch the beginning of that ninth episode that I should, they should just have played that. Yeah. The beginning at the end again. <laughs> and I feel like that in this movie, like the beginning of this movie, just, I was like, boom. Oh, I like, this is, this is good. I love the needle drop. I love, you know, I'm just, I'm, it's just the, 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 the fact of, opening the store up like here we go 
you know, it, Dante's Dante. Here we go. We are back here, and this is what he's been doing. This is what he's still doing. And yeah. then when we go by the end, I'm like, man, I went back and watched the beginning of that again and loved it even more. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I I um, when this came out, I was like, oh, okay. Well, maybe maybe that might be okay because every time he puts one of these out, if it's Jay and Silent Bob or a Clerks movie or whatever. I'm kind of like, ah, I don't know. Like I love clerks. You know, I love, I remember watching that when it came out, I was in high school or ju- junior high or high school or one of the two. And I mean, just being fascinated with it and not ever had seen anything like that before in a, in a movie. And I, uh, so what happened? I didn't, I didn't see this and I, I was seeing some, like buzz when it came out or was getting ready to come out on, uh, on digital or whatever. And I was like, okay, I need to see this. I need to see this. And I waited and waited and waited. And then just recently watched it. But, um, I went and I watched clerks two. Yeah. Uh, before I watched this, so I watched clerks two and then, uh, I got lucky and I rented clerks three for like $2. It was less than $3. Uh, on Amazon the day I got it and just got lucky and like forgot how much I liked clerks Two number one. Um, but then I was the same way. I recognized that not everything in this movie was all that good, but like what was good, I thoroughly enjoyed and just it 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 just went so far beyond my expectations in those moments that the rest of the stuff I didn't really you know it didn't matter to me like yeah uh, it's so it's just like some some of the points I kind of like of course he's gonna make an ass to mouth joke of course you know it's like yeah he just does the same things mm-hmm. but it's like you know but now we have nostalgia what more did I want it. what more did I want you know <laughs> yeah. what did I expect but man then that that I feel. I think I remember tearing up at the end. Like it was like oh, that. Yeah. So the the twist of that, you know, that was good. Yeah. So he definitely was mining his own life as he has. You know, Clerks was him as a young man yeah, working right. at a convenience store. This is about a character who has a heart attack and has to yeah. look back on his life. You know, that happened to Kevin. I, so yeah, the like I'm exactly like you guys. The nostalgia is going to win me over. So I'm, I'm at least going to watch it and enjoy it. But yeah, I, I it was. Definitely better than I expected, especially because I haven't really liked the last couple of Jane Silent Bob movies Me either. too much. Yeah. And my main criticism for this one, though, is Clerks 2, I didn't ever like that Elias character. And Kevin, I think, has fallen in love with it because yeah. he put way too much Elias in this third one. <laughs> yeah. I did not nobody, need all that I noticed Elias. you didn't get him sign your poster. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> But yeah, I I thought the same the same thing like about that character and you know, it was funny in this movie cuz every time we see him he gets more and yeah, you know, I I, more I honestly extreme. think I liked him the best in this movie of any I've seen him. Like, yeah. But he he's yeah, he definitely it's like I don't know, feel like it's forced. I don't but know. Yeah, the, good, the... good good stuff. It's it's all I would could have asked for. From Clerks Three, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I got 
Marcel the shell with shoes on. Uh, this is the what well, was YouTube videos years ago. They got around to making a feature film here. This is the stop motion, some of it mixed with real life um, about a uh, shell. Um, Jenny Slate does the voice of Marcel, and she's great. Um, and it's it's just really sweet and good. Uh, have either of you seen this? Oh my gosh. I think you would really like it. I think both of you would really like Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. So this is your number one animated movie? Yes. Okay. This is. Figured this it is. out. Figured it out. This is it. <laughs> uh, it's just like her... Um, I don't really want to spoil any of it. It's not not that there's much to spoil. It's just this little shell figuring out there's a big world out there and dealing with uh, the the fame that comes along with being a shell. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe this. Like I love Jenny Slate. I I really like her in anything. It, so. I don't. It, I don't think this movie works without Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate is the magic to this whole endeavor. Um, so absolutely, when it is out to, I, I can't I can't believe it's not on something for free by now anyway. But I think it's gonna, you know, I'm sure I believe it is nominated for uh, an animated thing. Let me see here. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yes, it is. The five animated movies are Turning Red, Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell, The Sea Beast, and Puss in Boots. Um, the only one of those, I, I did not finish Pinocchio. Um, but Is that, so it's which, like, which Pinocchio is that? Guillermo del Toro. That's what I figured. Um, I started it, but then I forgot, honestly, to ever finish it. Um, but... Uh, I like the uh, all rest of those well enough, and if and this would be my pick for the best one. So, uh, let's see. Next, I have I have this higher than Jordan. I know he didn't like this as much as me. Emily the Criminal. This is Aubrey Plaza. Um, this was a Netflix movie where she is uh, saddled with student debt and has to resort to getting involved in some scams and to you know to make money and she gets into it and you know kind of likes doing it and you know after some rough uh things you for you know she's dealing with some rough characters and the next thing you know she's the rough character basically like i that what i really liked about this movie first of all, i i didn't like her accent I felt my, uh, as far as my criticisms, criticism, didn't like her accent, and I thought they didn't do enough takes. Like, there are some scenes she s happen, and she says something, or they just have, I was like, do let's do that again. Do I, I swear <laughs> to God, you could have done that better. And, you know, I just felt like they rushed it. But what I did like about it is when something goes down, if it doesn't go the way she liked, she's like, she doesn't stand for that. She's, it was a good twist of, she's going to 
stand up for herself and be like, you know, what if I'm the bad guy? What if I, you know, what if I acted like them? Here's what I'm just going to go take the bull by the horns and uh, deal with these characters myself. You know, it's totally unrealistic, but uh, and dangerous, but they pulled it off. And I, I, it was a fun watch for me. Yeah. Without Aubrey Plaza, I don't know that the movie's much of anything. She definitely lended that tough chick, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. But yeah. also vulnerable on the inside thing. So I had it at 17, still in my very good category. Oh, yeah. so. All right. Forgot Gina Gershon was in it. I like that Theo Rossi. I like the the other guy, you know, the guy in it. Um, I couldn't place where I knew that dude from, and he was uh, Shades and uh, Luke Cage. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was it he was a um I was kind of having trouble finding somebody for our category of someone I've never seen before. I was like um I was like he was up there. I was like I enjoyed him. I couldn't remember what I'd seen him in before. Uh anyway, next this is oh, this is number 12 for me. We're up to 12 is Babylon. This is the Damien Chazelle. Damien Chazelle has two movies in my top 10 all-time movies. So it's excited to see this. This is the, you know, decadent movie about uh, the silent film era changing to the talkies and the contrast of that, how things were filmed during silent films and how they're filmed once they got sound, along with all the you know, supposedly insane partying that was going on at the time. Um, it's just over the top, a lot of it. Uh, Margot Robbie is really good doing what she does. Like, she's basically like the silent era Harley Quinn in this movie. <laughs> you know? But she's really good. Brad Pitt's good. Um, I was just going to say, like, just just because I feel like I know everybody else I saw this year, this Diego Calva Hernandez. It's the first thing I've seen him in. And he was good. He's basically the lead of the movie. Um, and I thought he did a good job. Didn't blow me away, but I thought he did a good job. Um, it was, th- I love movies. So I love movies about movies. They make a lot of movies about movies because people that make movies love movies. <laughs> You know, and everybody is worried to death that, you know, movies are dying. You know, that is crazy. And I feel like the message of this movie was they've always been dying. Even back when the silent era was ending, they thought, oh, it's over. It's all the, you. there's, there's a, when they show the set for making silent movies, they're making 10 movies at once in the same plot of land because you can do whatever. Nobody can hear anything. You can do things right next to each other. And they contrast that with the difficulty to get one take uh, with sound, you know, because the camera's you know overheating and uh, it makes too much noise. You got to put it in a little room and that guy's hot in there. And, you know, this you know they just haven't figured it out and it's just a big mess and those people you know that's part of why i feel bad criticizing movies 
because it's a miracle any movie ever gets made like they're so complicated they're so expensive they're so ridiculous that's like the fact that any of them exist that are any good at all we should just enjoy it i i agree with that unless they're too sweaty i don't need to see that (laughs) (laughs) but uh anyway i enjoyed this it didn't blow me away it wasn't one of the greatest movies i ever saw but i definitely enjoyed it not there's some crazy crazy toby mcguire in here where they go like to the seventh pit of hell it seems like and uh definitely a, a crazy scene he was pretty uh, sweaty on that what's that he was pretty sweaty on that yeah but uh i i liked it i think it's worth saying and there's like you know some of the ending didn't work for a lot of people it worked for me it was just like uh uh sizzle reel of a bunch of movies scenes and just really damien chazelle loves movies and so do i so i like seeing stuff about that number 11 let's move down on my list in the last few weeks just because i saw good movies and i i, I re-watched a bunch of movies honestly and including this so kind of moved around but i i really loved this the first time i saw it i still like it but it's the northman robert edgers movie uh it's like a fantasy you know movie about vikings and you know the famous uh avenge father save mother kill fjolner was the big quote from the trailer and did either of you ever see this it was number six on my list. Oh. The last of the great category. I, I thought it was terrific. Yeah. But again, it's been so long. I can't, I'm not sure I can articulate why, but I remember really, really. Well, yeah, Willem Dafoe is like the jester. And it, you got some Bjork in there for a bit with no eyes. And uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's got that prestigious, you know, the way Eggers, you know, he's a very good filmmaker. Yeah. But it also had crazy action and terrific performances and yeah for it's it's not an action viking you know war movie it's it's a little more psychological than that but it's yeah there, there's something special i, I loved i honestly loved what uh, uh nicole kidman was doing it's like the complicatedness of how she was manipulating and things mm-hmm. and uh it's really good it's really good and the ending is so climactic like in the it's just craziness uh it's it's an insane movie and is that your second volcano movie yeah yeah i i i really really liked um don't do your top 10 yet okay let uh, let me throw out catch up you catch up to your throw out the bottom of my list so we don't spoil the good top 10 with these terrible movies gotcha so the bottom, the absolute bottom of my list this year was the bubble, the Netflix movie from Judd Apatow. Oh, I didn't watch about, it. About making a movie in the COVID nineteen quarantine bubble. I I appreciate what he was trying to do. <laughs> it was not funny. I don't think I laughed once. Even though it's a great cast, David Duchovny, Karen Gillan, Leslie Mann, Pedro Pascal, Keegan Michael Key, it was ill advised. Uh, right above that, I had the other Netflix movie, Spiderhead, the Chris Hemsworth, Miles it. Teller movie. Real, real bad. And I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to judge people based on their looks. Chris Hemsworth is too handsome to be a scientist. 
I don't buy him as a scientist. He's not a scientist. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's a gorgeous man, but he's no scientist. Uh, 42, I had Morbius. I uh, didn't think you had seen that one. Oh, no. Still, Is it still the summer? Is there still time? Is this still the summer, Morbius? <laughs> it's always the summer. <laughs> Uh, above that, in, we're into the good enough category. Day Shift, the Netflix movie about the vampires. Uh, Jamie Foxx and Dave Franco are vampire slayers in Los Angeles. Snoop Dogg is involved. Mm. It was fun. It was a fun action movie. Uh, above that, Black Adam, which you didn't get around to, I assume. It's not in your top 10. Uh, <laughs> is that no. in your top 10? <laughs> No, I I remember professing I would never see that movie, and I will stand by that. You are missing out. It's not criminally bad. Mm-mm. I there's nothing that I could care to watch that, and I I don't like The Rock really, oh, and I don't. You're like... gonna get tweeted at by Snyder Bros. Hawkman. Like... <laughs> not interested. Uh, above that, Nanny. I saw that came out on Amazon Prime. It was kind of a film festival favorite. And I saw some place I saw had it on their list of the best movies of the year. So I'm like, oh, okay. It just looked like a kind of a cheap horror movie. But it was pretty good. Um, it was a, a, a West African immigrant family. And the girl gets a job as a nanny for this bougie, rich white lady played by Michelle Monaghan. And of course, some creepy things are happening. It's not—I I don't know that I qual- qualify as a horror movie, but there are some creepy things happening, and it's like influenced by African mythology, like a Nancy the Spider, and like some of these African myths, which I've never seen in a horror movie before. So I thought that was pretty clever, but good—you know—social status kind of movie with some horror elements. So I, I thought it was worth a watch. Still in my good enough category. Um, I. Him hinting around about the anime movies because I didn't, you didn't have Beavis and Butthead do the universe on your list. I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it? I just watched the series. Wow. Okay. No love for the Beavis. Above that, the Contractor. This was a Chris Pine movie. It looked like the most generic thing I'd ever seen Agreed. on the Amazon Prime. But it had Ben Foster, his co star from Hell or High Water. And Gillian Jacobs, so I have to watch anything with them. <laughs> and it was pretty solid. It was he's a a military veteran, that kind of idea. He's he's come back home and he can't quite fit in. So there's some of that psychological stuff, but also some pretty good action, motorcycle chases, and he's on the run from there's a conspiracy and stuff. So it I I enjoyed it for I said it looked like the most generic red state action movie you've ever seen, but it, it was worth a watch. I think I'm I maybe the only one, but I, I think I'm getting burnt out on Ben Foster. He's good and stuff. Yeah, I saw him in never burn out. I, I'm burnt out. Uh above that, this must be my top animated movie, the Bob's Burgers movie. I had it 18. Yeah, this was, was- uh uh, this is definitely the best animated movie I've I've seen all year, and it it was fabulous. And it, it did that thing. It was better than it had re and they 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 upped the scope, you know, to, to have reason for the long run time rather than just half hour, and a couple good musical numbers. So yeah, I I really like that for sure. 
So the rest, everything else on my list, I think is in your top 10. So. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to run, I'm going to do the same thing. Just to mention a few of these. Cause I, uh, movies we haven't yeah. talked about that I watched. Um, kind of working from the bottom of the top of what I have left here that I don't think you're going to talk about. Um, there was a movie called the people we hate at a wedding with, um, Kristen, uh, from frozen Kristen, uh, yeah. Bell. 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 And, uh, yeah, it, it, it actually had a, a fairly decent cast. It just wasn't very good. Um, the, the characters aren't very likable at all through the whole movie. And then, uh, I watched a movie called, I want you back, uh, which was Jenny. Speaking of Jenny slate, this is Jenny slate and Charlie day. Um, it wasn't bad. This is like, they both end up getting dumped and kind of running into each other at the same time. And then they come up with a plot to, uh, to help each other get their, significant other back um in a kind of nefarious way but it's pretty good i was i always like charlie day um for whatever reason um he's not he he's a little bit more of the this i don't want to say straight man but he's not as outrageous as as he is in a lot of movies um but it was fine disney's pinocchio i did watch that it's pretty much a straight up remake of the original from you know the the third or second or third or whatever it was Disney movie that was ever made. It's got Tom Hanks in it. He's fine. Um, the, I don't know. I, I these movies don't do anything for me. Yeah. You have a track record of not, yeah, <laughs> not digging the, the, the live action. Right. Too much. That that's pretty much what it was. Um, other than that, Hocus Pocus two, uh, that was a pretty highly anticipated movie back around Halloween time. People waited decades for that to come out. I did not care for it. Um, Carly liked it. Okay. I think my wife liked it. Okay. I'm not a big Hocus Pocus fan in the first place. It, the first one was fine, but I never held it in the regard that some fans do. Um, so you know, it had all pretty much the original cast back. It just didn't do anything for me. Um, another Disney movie, animated movie, Lightyear. Uh, this was a movie I thought, Chris Evans, um, I thought after, when I heard about it, I was like, no. I saw the trailer, I was like, yes. And then watched the movie, and uh, it was meh. <laughs> this was a, this was in our top. Emotions. I was in our top ten anticipated movies last year, and I didn't even watch it. It got such bad reviews. Yeah, it, Everything it, about it sounded terrible. It, it was a disappointment um, overall. Uh, another animated movie, DC's League of Super Pets. It's a good kids movie. I didn't like it all that much. The best part of it in in the whole movie is the villain. It's got some good jokes in there here and there, but 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 it's very much a just a a kids animated movie. Um, this was starting... not a good year for you, Cliff. This there was a lot of stuff. Yeah, that should have been on your. You know, you should have dug a lot of this stuff, but you've been let down too much this year. On a lot of it. Um, movie uh, watched on Netflix um, just recently called Narvik. Uh, which is a World War Two. Um, what you talk about, Will? <laughs> this was. It, it's about a, ba- a, a. That's the name of the town in Norway, and how they got thrust into um, into World War Two. You know, Norway trying to be neutral for a long time, 
and they uh, are invaded by, you know, Nazi Germany, and the English kind of come to help a little bit, but um, it's mostly about a Norwegian soldier in this little town and his wife, and um, he, you know, while he's off fighting uh, for for his town, um, he gets captured. She ends up, uh, she speaks German, and she ends up uh, uh, working for the German consul, and uh, it's it's pr- it's actually really good. I told I was telling Jordan uh, I'd watched this movie, and as I was watching it in the living room, and and Carly had watched a little bit of it um, with me, and I really did wasn't I was really into the movie, wasn't paying attention to whatever she was doing, and then like the next day I went in into her room, walked in there, uh, the for some reason or other, and she was watching this movie. <laughs> which I was like, holy cow, like all the a... kids are watching Nervic. <laughs> the World War II uh uh Norwegian war movie. But this right, was... I just Googled it two days ago. There were two different articles. A new Norwegian Netflix movie is creeping up the streaming charts. Yeah, it, it was Here's really another good. one. Norvik just took the number one Netflix movie spot out of nowhere. So there, oh there man, you it's, go. it's blowing up. Um some of I the haven't voices... even heard of this movie. <laughs> I was like, what, Norbit? No. N, hold on. N A R V I K. Nervic. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but um yeah, it was really good. The action sequences, the war parts are uh uh they look pretty authentic. Um down to like, you know, well, I need more of that. I don't I've seen right. all that lately. Um but it's not it has a sense of realism to it, but it's not necessarily depressing through the whole movie. But I honestly anyways. cannot there I I the, mm-hmm. I am in such a pickle now because, you know, normally something like this, I'd be all over, but I cannot. I had just all quieted all over the Western front and I just, (laughs) I don't see how I can, you could get me to watch a friggin' war movie right now. Well, that's the first one I've watched in a while. So I, I, I do recommend it. Um, if you're listening to this anytime soon, it's on Netflix. It, It is really good. Some of the voices are, um, are redubbed in English. Um, because like I said, it, they do speak Norwegian and, um, uh, anyways, moving on. Um, can't believe nobody brought this one up, but a Christmas story Christmas. I didn't watch it. You guys didn't watch it. No, yeah. I loved it. Um, I thought after, you know, after thinking that I had seen all of the, the sequels to a Christmas story in, in various degrees, um, and them all being terrible, I expected this one to be terrible, but it wasn't. And it, it's kind of a sweet movie and and sad at the same time. But uh, Ralphie comes back to his hometown. Peter Billingsley comes back. Most of the original actors, um, well, at least the kid actors, are, are back and reprising their roles. I thought it was cute. It's Honestly, it's a movie we'll watch for years and years and years around Christmas time. Um, just added to the collection. I, if you are a sucker for sports movies, I am a sucker for Christmas movies. I love oh. Christmas movies. So that was really high on my list this year. And I, I watched it actually, uh, several, several times. Um, finally, the last one I want to talk about real quick is a movie called vengeance. Um, it's out on Amazon. Well, just start, hold up, hold yeah. up on that. Okay. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> all right any other ones that's that it. was your last one okay last um one. 
Number 10 in the Poobah Awards, we got Top Gun Colon Maverick. Here we go. In three, two, one. What do we have here? Yeah, here I thought we were special. Fellas, this here's Bagman. Hangman. Whatever. What the kind of mission is this? Everyone here is the best there is. Who the hell are they going to get to teach us? Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. You are here at the request of Admiral Kazansky, a.k.a. Iceman. He seems to think that you have something left to offer the Navy. What that is, I can't imagine. With all due respect, sir, I'm not a teacher. Just want to manage expectations. What the hell? Good morning, aviators. This is your captain speaking. Feel the need again. This is, uh... Saw this in the theater this summer. Uh, this is the this this movie totally crushed everyone's expectations for it. It made a bazillion dollars. It did incredible. Nominated for best picture because of how much money it made. Like, really, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Well, they have 10 movies now. They changed that years ago, so crowd favorites could get get nominated alongside, you know, critic favorites. Gotcha. Uh, And honestly, it made... It's one of the biggest moneymakers of the year. People love nostalgia, and uh, they went to see this movie. Now, you guys didn't know what I was saying. But uh, we loved this in the theater. It is... First off, the original Top Gun is not good. It, it was good at the time, and the effects were good at the time, you know, the way it was filmed. But this movie is uh, way better in all the uh, technical stuff, all the all the plane, you know, shots, everything. Everything is better. Um, Tom Cruise looks like a... I mean, I mean, there. I, I'm, I'm of two minds on this. One, he, he is playing the guy. He's coming back. He's the old guard coming back to do it the old way, and it just feels like a subtle way of, you know, not so subtle way. But that's what he is. Two movies. He comes back. He's like guy doing the, you know, the stunts and saving movies. But he, uh, but he also looks like a, a wax figure. You're standing there like <laughs> this is the first time that I don't feel like they I mean they just they, it's like they put him in his costume and sat him on a bar stool and he's got his air, airman's jacket I'm like oh you guys no they, it, they didn't pull off some of that as well as they could have but the movie's still really a really good action movie it's got some really funny stuff it's got some sentimental stuff with Iceman, you know about the Val Kilmer stuff, and the, uh, it's just it's it's good. Now it's also Star Wars. Like the movie is just Star Wars. You gotta shoot the 
one shot down in the thing and we're going to turn our radar off and just rely on the power of Scientology and freaking do this, throw the rule book in the trash. Uh, but it's a, it's good. If it's sometimes on TV, you're looking for a well-made action movie. This is it. And that's all I would want from it. But then it went and like has blown away critics and blockbuster status. It's like, all right, I, I, I guess if you're going to overachieve, it yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> I I don't know how, but somehow it did. Uh, I think it was like it was the was this like the big we're back from COVID, we're going out to the theater to have an experience like maybe that there's some psychological well, thing. I that. think like what it movies. is movies. I thought well, I think I'm sure there's some of that. I think a lot of it is the nostal the the all the dads out there all all the dads and moms you know from they're like they top gun was huge and they're like we got to go see this top gun movie and they all did and then critics raved and everybody went kept going and it's just a good movie it's a fun movie and it's got four acts like it just does like you, you know you get a bonus act to this movie that's great and you're like oh shoot we didn't know this was gonna happen so it's good Anyway, that was number 10. Number nine. There's no reason this movie should be number nine. This is a personal favorite of mine uh, that isn't really shouldn't be here. This is Confess Fletch. Uh, I love the original Fletch movie, you know, dangerously close to my top 100. I just haven't watched it. Fletch one or two. And so it was Fletch. Fletch Fletch lives. lives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched those uh, in decades, so I can't yeah. really speak to it. But I, re- yeah. you know, I remember what a big hit they were in the eighties. Oh, I've seen the original Fletch a million times. So great. That's the best Chevy Chase, as far as I'm concerned. That that he was so good in that. But the this is more close to the book series, which I've read some of the books, and Fletch, it, you know, they really reached. <laughs> they they went they went very Chevy Chase with that movie, but this John Hamm is playing Fletch now, and if they made ten of these, I would love it. Like it's just quirky, and he just makes comments under his breath. More, you know, it's just a little. It's still funny. It's still really funny, and he does a good job. And the mystery's stupid. Like I don't even like <laughs> the mystery to it. It's stupid. But he's just so good in it, and they there was like a foil in the books that they brought in, you know, they kind of changed up for this movie. Um, what's that guy's name? Uh, Roy Wood Jr. plays him, and he does a good job. And it's just it's a silly movie, but I just it just hit me just right, and I I would I would watch a hundred of these on a rainy day. Just so so many good quotes. It's very quotable. Uh, but probably shouldn't be this high. Um, my number eight is the menu. This was, uh, this is a surprise. I didn't, I had never seen a preview for this or I might not have liked it as well as I did. Like, I didn't know what I was getting into at all, really, other than people said it was, was good. So, uh, 
Ralph Fiennes, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicholas Holt is great, Hong Chow. But this is uh, about one of those ritzy event restaurants where you go, you know, and get the super chef with his staff. And you this they have these in uh, some, t- some cities where you, like, go off, go out on a little boat out to an island. And it's just an experience. There's one seating per night. And you have the nine course meal and this is, uh, but there's a mystery to it. And it's, it's hard to talk about Jordan. How do I, I don't even know how to explain it without spoiling it. Have you seen it? No. Um, I'd never heard of it until the other day when my daughter came home and told me pretty much the entire plot (laughs) and, uh, how it ended. And I yeah. was like, okay, I'm probably never going to watch that. <laughs> uh, I had this one as my number five. This wow. movie wowed me. It did wow, wow, wow me. I I hate foodie culture. I hate the snooty restaurateur nonsense of the, oh, this is a refined, there's a story behind everything. Right. So, I knew there was a, a more to it, but like just being a takedown of that, of like how silly that all is and how overblown it is. That would have been enough for me probably. But then we add this idea of class structure and, you know, the people who have to make this food versus the people who can afford to eat it. And then it just kind of goes from there. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely worth watching. It's not, it's 107 minutes. So it's not even two hours. And it, you know, I, I thought it was really fun and had and some... it veers towards comedy almost or, or, oh, yeah, or yeah. parody or it, it's, it's a very heightened. It's not a horror movie. Yes. Some horrific things happen, but it's, it's, I, everyone thought it was about cannibalism. Like I know all the that's, posters and all the any teasers. Like I thought so when I started watching it and I'm like, yeah. as soon as the guy, you know, when the probably third or fourth course goes i'm like hey wait a minute is this going to be cannibalism in it it's like but it's not it's yeah it's not different cannibal. it's different from that but I, it just it struck me just right and i i was i was right there with it and i don't know Anya taylor joy was terrific ray fines just killed it yeah it was definitely worth watching both it, it's in both our top 10 so there you go um my number seven is a movie Cliff recently mentioned, Vengeance. Man, this was fabulous. Directed by B.J. Novak. I saw this several months ago. I think it was written and directed and starring B.J. Novak. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But um, I watched it last night. (laughs) This is the (laughs) freshest one on my list. Oh, you did? Uh, Yeah, thanks. Thanks, by the way. I've had deep in the heart of Texas in my head all day. <laughs> I uh, didn't. I did not know either one of you had even heard of this movie. Yeah, let I saw alone watch it. I know Seth talked about it on the podcast a while back. Oh, he reviewed okay. it when you first saw it, but yeah, it just hit Prime like this week. Yeah, I liked it even better the second time. Uh, Boyd Holbrook is so good in it. Everybody's good, in it. like and. Uh, Issa, Issa Rae was there, Ashton Kutcher, Dove Cameron, um, uh, Jay Smith Cameron. I don't know if there's any relation, but the she's from Succession. I've seen her in. She was the, as the mom. She was good. Um, 
I thought this was so good. Like, he, I, like I said, I like him better the second time. It's so well written. He plays that character so well as like the city guy. Like, like you know, it, not almost like not even trying to understand. He just wants to make this podcast. You know, right? It's very much you know the big city liberal has to go to to the middle of nowhere with all these red state rednecks. Yeah, it's gonna be a culture clash. But yeah, it's it's so cleverly written. And when he's, I saw, I saw some criticism that like he's a little, maybe he was too old for this role. Like it should have been a twenty something, and he was a little bit beyond that. But he can't do anything about that. (laughs) Not if he wants to start it. (laughs) But yeah, the 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 way it looked at at a culture war was so interesting to me. Talking about uh, people being on interacting in their own timeline you know we text we but we don't get it at the same time and 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 we work on you know in our own little bubble opposed to the family in texas that you know they all seem to be together and they're not focused on any of that stuff and they're very like when he's he's talking about the whataburger and stuff and and they can't explain why they like it it's just that's their instinct you know that's this is there. Yeah. It's always there. <laughs> right. It's, it's right there. Yeah. It, it was 100%, just... 100%. 100%. Oh. <laughs> so I, I love it. 100%, yeah. But he, that first scene of the movie is so good. Like, honestly, that should be up for one of the good... Him and John Mayer standing there. <laughs> yeah. Just confirming each other's bullshit. Yeah, you know? and just the way they play it, like, so straight-faced and looking off in the distance, not even, like, having yeah. a conversation with each other. They're just talking yeah. to the infinite void out there. Yeah. Yeah, it was... It's, I, it's, it's good from beginning to end. Excellent, excellent movie. I'm glad you guys liked it. Uh, number six, Tar. I assume neither of you saw this. It's hard to hard. To, it's just now on seems, Peacock. Yeah, this is the one that seems built for the award season. Like yeah. this is the this is the critical darling of the year. Yeah, this uh, it just came on Peacock yesterday or today, I think. Um, it's uh, Todd Fields, this guy, this director. He's does like one movie every ten years or so, and he they're always good. Um, he it's a uh, it's Kate Blanchett. You know, she's playing Lydia Tarr, uh, a conductor. Um, she's the first ever female chief conductor of a major German orchestra. And it's it's just like, she's so good at what she does. Uh, she's so convincing as this, like, I've all, I'm, I've always been a little, I mean, as mo- many people, I'm sure, when you watch Conductor, it's like, what are they even doing? Like, you know, yip de doo Yeah, you're doing that. It's like, and they get, everybody's like, oh, you're so great. Like, they get all the accolades. And they're just the one waving the stick. <laughs> it's like, it just seems like a bunch of bullshit, you know? And you this, and I've never, like, exposed myself to that world far enough to really get into the nitty gritty of what's going on you know obviously i know that they arrange it and things like that but it's you know i don't you know why what they do to they deserve a lot of accolades so it really explains a lot of that in the process of the movie um and 
I respect it a lot more, I guess. Um, she's just great in it. It's I I really enjoyed it. Uh, I I would, you know, if you like, I mean, watch the preview. If you're not interested from the preview, don't watch it. If you you know, but I think, you know, it's good. I it's you know my number six. I I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't want to say too much more about it. It's kind of a little bit of a thriller there's some stuff going on and it goes places but it's uh she's just really good in it so yeah she's of course nominated for best actress and i she would be the favorite i would assume um uh i i would say the sentimental favorite would be michelle Yeoh, but um i would Kate Blanchett. It's going to be tough to beat Kate Blanchett in this role. Okay, we got top five. Do you have anything out of your top five you want to mention? I've got seven left, so I don't know where you've uh, I've overlapped <laughs> you here. I've only got two left to, on my list of what I saw. So okay, I'm curious what two or you know you don't. I th- I assume you had seen both these movies. It's quite possible. I, I don't did. think they're in your top I'm, five. So I'm guessing why. I did not. Um, my number five is Batman, the Batman. That's one of saw, them I had. Saw that twice in the theater. I loved it. I, you know, agree. Its weak point is the villain, but I still love the movie. I love the aesthetic. I love the score. The you know the music, the set. It's a great Gotham. It's a great Batman. It's a, a great Catwoman and penguin and you know i i just it was so gritty uh, uh matt reeves you know batman is probably my favorite batman yeah this was my number four It'll be my top comic book movie of the year I, yeah so i saw it in theaters and i liked it a lot but i just something was like i just i don't know what i'm not liking about this movie something didn't quite click with me and then it dropped on HBO pretty quickly, and I didn't rewatch it for a long time. Like, I had no interest in even rewatching it. But a couple of weeks ago, I finally sat down and rewatched it, and I'm like, "There's nothing wrong with this movie. I like everything about this movie. Like you said, I like the music. I like the I like the cinematography. I like the acting. I I don't like I don't like the Riddler, but that's you know that didn't ruin anything. So I think on a rewatch, I kind of convinced myself like I'm just being too. I mean, too picky or something. This was a really excellently made movie. I didn't have it on my top ten. Yeah. I just it, it uh, there was stuff I liked about it, but uh, overall, I just I don't know. Pretty dark click. for you. Yeah, it didn't was click. It behind Black Adam, you had Black Adam ahead of this. Uh, no, you not necessarily. Okay, no, <laughs> that's fair then. <laughs> No, we'll I mean, allow it. In, in my top, in, in the top ten I made, um, I did have Thor: Love and Thunder on there, and I had Doctor Strange at, at nine and ten, but I I didn't have any DC movies on. There. I I can see that. That's that's valid. Yep. Okay, number four was Jordan Peele's Nope. Um, again. Not watching them previews sure to pay off because I watched it afterwards and a lot of people saw that thing in the sky and those previews that I never did. So I was super surprised what was going on and just really 
loved it. Um, watched it a couple weeks ago again just to make sure where I wanted to place all these movies and I still really loved it. I, I just thought it was so good. I love Jordan Peele and you know, I thought uh, Daniel Kaluuya was great. Um, Kiki Palmer. It was, it was just great. Stephen Young was great. It was, it's a really good movie. It did. It is totally ignored by the Oscars this year. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't make a movie that, that Hollywood comes and takes everything they want and shits out the rest. Um, but what did, uh, what were your thoughts? Did you see it, Cliff? No. Nope. 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 Nope's the right answer to that. No. Is, this, is this one on Peacock too, I think? Yes, is it? it is on Peacock. Yeah, I, I would definitely like to rewatch it, but I, I liked it a lot. It's my number nine. It didn't have that instant click of recognition that get out did or us of like oh this is what he's saying Ooh, what's he gonna say like it's not like oh that's the metaphor for this like it was more of a thinker of like wait what is he trying to say and it's more it's more complicated in his themes than his first couple movies so that's not an instant like ooh, he's really telling him but it's it's still really excellent uh, yeah i i, I definitely want to rewatch it and pick up some more of the the nuances of it yeah, but definitely. The scene, oh, a scene in the barn. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I noticed a couple things I didn't notice first time. It's, it's always fun to rewatch some of these and pick that stuff up. I'm up to my top three. I assume you know what they are. So, what are your I, other two? I think Unless... I know what their order is. You did you not see Amsterdam? No, I didn't watch it. Oh, David David O. Russell's movie with Christian yeah, Bale. I heard, it, I heard it wasn't good, so I didn't bother. John David Washington. I, I had it at 26. That sounds Yeah, it was like all it right. Wasn't good. <laughs> I, but I don't like David O. Russell movies. Silver Linings Playbook and uh, whatever. Uh, Huckabee. Like, I've never liked any of his movies that much. But this one, it was pretty good. It was like... Uh, if I say anything about it, it'll spoil it. But uh, yeah, the the cast was great. The story was interesting, uh, and by the end, you kind of get like, oh, okay, it's also a little bit timely as well. So it, I I thought it was worth watching, but not mm. yeah, not a not a blockbuster. I know you saw Barbarian. Oh, how did I miss that? <laughs> I think I skipped it because I was putting it a little higher. So let's uh, talk about Barbarian. Okay, okay, Barbarian. I, I, yeah, it was out of order on here. Yeah, I saw Barbarian. This was, uh, I, I would say that this is a movie I didn't get. I got and I did enjoy it. I was mad. Just didn't want it. I was mad about it because there's so much to enjoy in this movie. And I see what people enjoy about it. I'm just not as forgiving as other people for, like, like there's, I, I, I love the ridiculousness of him with the tape you know you know measuring things but i don't like the ridiculousness of somebody that just escaped a house going back into the basement i that makes no sense to me or not going with the police even if they're buttholes you still would leave you know that none of that makes sense to me at all but i i like the other 80 percent of the movie you know enough that i enjoyed watching it i just kind of hate watching it honestly <laughs> but like the like i love that i love justin long's character like he's still an asshole to her to the end and and one of the great music drops of this year 
is when this movie suddenly is a different movie for a second when he's just breezing down the highway <laughs> you know, like it's uh I, so you but, but you say what you think yeah well you can definitely tell you are not a horror guy when you're like I can't I can't buy these these people acting you know bizarrely in a horror movie I, but, like, but, but know, that, that's, that's just it I I like yeah. I like horror that were it, that's yeah. the fine line for me that's that's that is the yeah. line so if this is supposed to be elevated horror or whatever the new genre is that like yeah yeah you want it to make sense but yeah that I, to me i want to be surprised in a movie i want to see something i haven't seen before and that happened oh, a yeah. time or two in this movie it sure did yeah but it also it was very hyped it was very you've got to see this movie the twist is unbelievable like it was too much hype but just going in and just okay what's this about I yeah I I really enjoyed it. It was good. It was good. All right, my number three was the unfortunately named Glass Onion colon A Knives Out Mystery. Uh, should be a Benoit Blanc mystery or just Glass Onion. Hello! Oh my God! Crew, we've arrived. Disruptors have assembled. Welcome, gang. We got a great weekend. Who's that? Benoit Blanc, the detective? Mr. Prompt, I cannot overstate my gratitude to be here. When's the murder mystery start? I've invited you all to my island. Hi. Because tonight, a murder will be committed. My murder. Once you're dead, will we still be able to talk to you? Yeah, I'm not playing dead the whole weekend, dude. This is truly delightful. Across the island, I've hidden clues. You will have to closely observe each other. If anyone can name the killer, that person wins our game. Any questions? Allie Barry, uh, that has a kick. Oh my God, what happened? Oh, holy shit! Ladies and gentlemen, there's been a murder, and the killer is in plain sight. For at least one person, this is not a game. But, uh, I'm sure I like this the best of us, but uh, I'm a huge Ryan Johnson fan. Everybody needs to check out Poker Face. It's extremely good on peacock um this whole episode is a commercial for peacock yeah it it really turns out it is um i i i thought this was great i don't think i like i did i don't like it quite as much as the original you know as nice out but i really like this i liked it on rewatch you know picking up on some more things and uh I just thought it was a fun. I, I mean, so my shit to a whodunit, funny whodunit that's meticulously laid out, but still shows you the clues to your face and dares you to say, that's not what happened when they tell you this happened. And I'm, <laughs> and I, and I, so I loved it. I don't, I mean, I'm really not have much to say other than I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was smart, and again, I, I like how it upends some of the mystery conventions of he sets up this elaborate. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's going to take a week to solve this. And it's like, oh, that's not what. Yeah. <laughs> Fifteen <laughs> seconds, I figured it out. Yeah, yeah. I had it. Uh, I had it in my top ten, so right above Narvik. 
Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought the cast was great in it. Um, Dave Bautista was really good in that movie um, and fun to watch. Uh, But yeah, I thought, uh, uh, what was her name? Uh, Monet? Monet? Janelle Monet. Okay. She was good. Yeah, I thought she was really good in it. All right. I got two left. Top two are the same, apparently. Top two, I, starting to, starting this, I still was not decided 100% what my number one was. We got two movies about kindness. They, uh, I don't know, they, uh, it's about wanting to be remembered, you know, or wanting to, uh, spend your life doing the right, you know, right thing for you. You know, I, whether it's working in a laundromat or just being nice, drinking in a pub or playing a song. I I mean, I, I just, I really, I really struggle because I really love both of these movies. It, it edges out uh, Edward Norton's, um, characters want to be remembered for just in the same sentence with the Mona Lisa. Um, but, uh, I think my number two is Banshees of Inishirin. Finally settled on that. Um, I freaking love this. I saw it and I watched it again a couple days later with my son. Like, I was like, man, I blew it, Nick. I tried, I watched a movie without you that I thought, and it was like, you're going to love it. He loved it. Um, Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson. This is a Mark McDonough written, directed movie. Um, Carrie Condon, Barry Cogan, Keegan. Sorry, it's uh, it's great. It's just about a guy who is not. Did you see this cliff? Uh, uh, tell, you got to tell him cliff. <laughs> you got it. You got. Tell. He hated it. He hated. I, it. I I got about a half hour into it, and I just turned yeah. it off. I couldn't. I couldn't go. I was so bored. I I couldn't go any further. <laughs> I freaking loved it. Uh, it's, you know, it reminded me when I was watching of that monologue in the middle of a ghost story where the guy, where there's almost no talking in that movie, but that guy gives this monologue about being remembered, you know, and it's like, we're, you know, so many people will just be lost to history, you know, unless you were famous or whatever, you know, in this, or you created art, you know, and that's kind of, you know, Colm Doherty's outlook, uh, you know, he's sick of just having pointless conversations with Colin Farrell, the nice guy, and just, you know, he wants to write some fiddle songs, and he really means it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Colin Farrell is just like, but, you know, kind of wants to argue the side of, I'm, you know, it's not so bad to just be a nice guy, and there's so many layers to this. I have so much to see in a second watch that we'll talk about more in some of the moments of the year or whatever, but uh, I loved it. I, I loved it. It is the, I would love to have read the script or to read the script. It's the gotta be the best written script. It's the most quotable movie of the year. 1000%. And I'm curious what you thought, Jordan, Jordan, he made me like it even more 
after he told gave me a new perspective on it like i was oh but this movie to me seemed again like you know i had seen uh in bruges and it was fine yeah, yeah. like I, I didn't quite ever get the hype for that i one. did so, i did i did not was not in for the hype like so this else. felt the same of like okay it's another kind of talky awards bait thing and then I watched it, and I just loved it. And I, I, again, yeah, I can connect to a character who's looking back, realizing he's getting old. All he's ever wanted to do is make art, and he's frustrated. He's stuck in a small town, <laughs> having inane conversations with people all day, and not doing what he thinks he should be doing. I, I get that. I feel that. <laughs> that I get. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I I loved, I loved Carrie Condon, and her uh, you know the female perspective of that yeah. of being stuck you know she's way too smart to be in this little town. Watch it again. Yeah, it's and, it's like, well, like I said, we'll get to that. But man, so yeah, and then it, yeah, it's funny. It's got the animals that everybody loves. It's cute, and then it it you realize no this is being serious as well it's it's going yeah. to go there it's gonna go it's gonna it's gonna deliver on its promise yeah i freaking love it it is uh very it's highly likely that two movies are going in my top 100 uh, out of this year and that is that's what what made me decide like which one of these is my number one because this is the one i know is going in my top 100 so i so i was like huh well, the other one, I'm like, it was a little iffy on, but I think they're both going to make it. Um, and I, I, I was assuming Cliff hadn't seen this. And I was going to say, I think Cliff would even like this. No, I, I still wouldn't think. If he you can't like get it. over the, I mean, it's a little style. The dialogue's very stylized. The Irish mm. rogue is very thick. So I, yeah, I, I, I get it, but you I can't stuck believe around you didn't fucking like it. Yeah, if you. When the garden cheers showed up, maybe you should have stuck it out to at least that. Uh, <laughs> you should have just imagined it the way Jordan laid it out for me. Like, <laughs> if you just picture two different people in those leading roles, <laughs> it would work for you. All right. My number one of the year, and then we'll get to you guys as number ones or whatever. I, Cliff, if you haven't watched this. I have not. I'm, I'm sure you haven't. Everything, everywhere, all at once. This is Wang. This is Wang. Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. Now, you may only see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. I can see where this story is going. It does not look good. today uh, no time to help you across the multiverse i've seen thousands of evelyns you can access all their memories their emotions even their skills there's a great evil spreading throughout the many verses and 
be your only chance of stopping it. Don't make me fight you. I am really good. I don't believe you. This was... I saw this, like, last March. Took, like, five or six of us went to Columbus, watched it. We all laughed and cried and had, like, transcendent experiences at that big bagel 60 feet, you know, size in our faces. And it was just, like, very cathartic experience. Uh, parents and their kids and such. And just, uh, it was just so good. Michelle Yeoh, Kihai Kwan's comeback. Stephanie Sue. Jamie Lee Curtis, Jenny Slate. It was so good. James Hong. Yeah. It was so good. Like I I rewatching that a couple weeks ago was very fruitful. Like a uh, couple things I missed the first time around that I was like, oh, that works even better than I thought it did. Like, um, because it's it's I, as much of a crowd pleaser as it is, and people are really rooting for it, it's like I could see general audiences being like, "What am I even watching?" And not, you know, general audiences really didn't watch this movie. But, but, um, but I thought it kind of snuck that philosophy and family drama into like it was an action movie. It was a sci-fi. Yeah. You know, people watch movies like that. Like it yeah. wasn't that much of a stretch to to something. That could be a huge blockbuster. Yeah. I, Cliff, I don't, I just, I'm so on the line. I don't know. Like, you're unpredictable. You, you and I don't like the same movies. Like, I, <laughs> but so I don't, I wouldn't know how to say, but I feel like I could also totally see you and Carly watching this and freaking loving it. Yeah. And I, having like a, and having like a moment. I, you know, I, I fully <laughs> intend. Well, actually, I, I, my plan was to watch it before tonight, but they've got it back in theaters. It's not easily watched. You can, yeah, you, and you can you can rent it or I no, you can buy it. Yeah, I think on Amazon it's like twenty dollars. I was like, I'm not. It's on Showtime. That's how I rewatched it. Get your Showtime subscription. You gotta get up with Showtime. <laughs> so that's why I haven't seen it. But yeah, I mean the the crit the critics love it and. You know, from the trailer I've seen, I was like, "Yeah, I watched that." But yeah, it's definitely happened. a story about parents and children. It's a story about aging. It's a story about you know, family and previous generations. And but it's also very weird. Yeah, <laughs> there's some heady stuff and some oh boy, but it's I don't know. It's just it's quite a thing. It's unlike anything you'll see. Ever yeah. again, so it is a it it is why movies why movies are a thing, honestly. It's like because people can make something like this, you know. So I you know I loved it. Definitely the best movie experience I had this past year, which is really what I'm looking for. So what else so you guys congratulations got? Congratulations to the Daniels. Yeah, oh yes. Making the this year's... award. Gold, platinum, number one Poobah Award of the Year. Congratulations. Yes. So my top ten ended up being ten Doctor Strange, nine Nope, eight Barbarian, seven Prey, six The Northman, five The Menu, four The Batman, three Weird The Al Yankovic Story, 
two Banshees of Inisherin and one Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think we have six of both. both we each have same six in our top ten. So. Yeah, I, I think my. Did you, top... did you rank yours, Cliff? I did. Um, I think it's vastly different from yours. <laughs> <laughs> These aren't the Cat Daddy Awards. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I had. 11, I had Don't Worry Darling. Now, remember, these are the movies I saw. Yeah, you only saw some. Yeah. We got it. Uh, 10, Doctor Strange, multi- Multiverse of Madness. You guys uh, nailed the same. You both had it at number 10. Yeah, number 9, I had Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, 8, Narvik. Uh, 7, Glass, <laughs> Glass Onion. <laughs> That'll never. These ones from now on, the Narvik Awards. <laughs> um, let's see here. Then I had um, I had a Christmas story, Christmas, uh, <laughs> yeah. Clerks three, yeah, Bullet Train, oh, two. I had Vengeance. Yeah, that's wow. totally plausible. And my number one movie of the year was Bob's Burgers movie. Wow! <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> we all had Vengeance in the top. Yeah, 10. I I really uh, that's a that's a great, great yeah movie. I really enjoyed that movie. Um, I'm glad I can't glad. I can't recommend that one enough. Just uh, I was captivated uh, through the whole thing of where is this going? How's how's he going to end this? And then when that ending came up, I was just like, oh my god, this is dark. <laughs> yeah, it was. So, when he comes out of the tent and whispers in Boyd Holbrook's ear from afar, yeah, I love that. I just love that. I mean, they're literally like a hundred feet from the camera, mm-hmm. and he comes out and whispers in Boyd Holbrook's ear, and I'm just like, they are bonding like hell right now yeah. with what he is telling him. Like that was just such a moment to me. Like with just knowing what how proud Boyd Holbrook is. <laughs> Well, it was, you know, and and like we were talking about, you know, he played this character that was so distanced and so unemotional, you know, so he he wasn't present um, in in life and what in his own life and in the world. But enough that, you know, he was still like a. He was he functioning. Yeah. Like he was still nice and like letting the kids sleep on the floor and talk, right. talking to him and, you know, it's like but that then, kind of stuff. You know, it, it takes you as soon as he starts to find a little humanity and then it kind of jerks it and he, he goes, you know, instinctually back to the way he was before and then how it ends. And, you know, vengeance is, he come, you know, he experiences it as an emotion, mm. as, as a human thing. And, and I, I just, it was really, really good, but yeah, Bob's burgers movies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that segue. We, uh, we, we watch so much Bob's burgers <laughs> and every episode is great. And this movie came I out don't doubt it. very sure early good. in the year. And, and my daughter said, I, I want, you know, please take me to go see this. And, uh, and it was one well, night I, only. It, it was one night only. only. <laughs> she thought it was oh, only playing only one day. In theater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I will say this. I do. I, if, 
I do. If you could, gosh, I wish it would come out in theaters. If, if everything everywhere all at once comes out in theaters around here, I mean, I charge you to to take yeah. Carly to go see it, or or you know, watch it at home. However, you got to watch it. I think you guys should watch it together with your phones off and <laughs> really really pay attention to it. I think you would real I think you would really like it. Yeah. Her and I have been on a movie kick this week. We've we've watched uh, several, so Free time. Um yeah. So uh but yeah, uh, yeah uh, it's so funny. Bob's Burgers just got renewed for two more seasons, um which I think will bring it to 15. Um but it's like The Simpsons. I mean, every episode is just so good and I I love the show because it's so the the characters are weird but they're so open with um having mental health issues and normalizing it and they don't get made fun of for it they don't um give each other even a hard time about it it's just part of their life and each character has open right. you know issues to deal with somebody does make with. fun of fun, buddy they've got the same problem right right so but yeah that it was just the best experience we I had this year in the theater. So that's, that's how we hit number one. So anyways, moving on. So there you have it. Those are your 2022 Pooba Awards for the best films of last year. It's been a long episode, guys, but we are not done yet. We have more to talk about. For the first time ever, we're doing individual categories. And we're not doing just your regular Oscar categories. We tried to personalize them a little bit and do uh, some more specific things so we've got a few more opinions to give you uh everybody gets 30 seconds or cliff's gonna play you off that's right gonna get the piano out and play you off. what <laughs> <laughs> just ignore like the oscars ignore the time limit we're going long that's time. right your late local news will be preempted all right so we'll start off these aren't the Razzies. We don't want to be negative, but we'll do the one sort of negative category. The movie that didn't match the hype. The one movie you didn't quite get the hubbub around. So what do you I'll think? I'll go first. As I said it earlier, all quiet on the Western front. <laughs> I hated this movie. It was excruciating. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Looked great, but... Yeah. I wasn't fun, and I like fun. Um, you know, I I thought it was Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever. Just after seeing that amazing trailer, I just didn't feel like it lived up to that. Um, like I said, it was fine, but wasn't what I really expected. I went a little different way with this. <laughs> My answer was Morbius. Because I don't understand how it's become a meme and a cultural thing. It was the most standard basic superhero movie you can even imagine. Like, it wasn't even so bad. It was fine. Like, it was a very – us three can sit and write the screenplay in five minutes. Like, we, like, it was so by the numbers, so by the book. It wasn't weird enough to be a cult favorite. I just I don't get how it became the internet's favorite movie. I don't I don't get it. It was just so favorite movie to make fun of. Right, like, right. Like... But it wasn't even so bad. Like it wasn't even worth making fun of. It was just boring. I think you it's know, the I perspective just... of like maybe as someone that has not seen it, 
my perspective was I just assume it is so shitty, but that 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 and it's the joke of this is gonna be the summer of Morbius is what they can <laughs> yeah. say. Yeah. It's like go away. So I yeah, that's definitely didn't live up to that hype. All right. So next category. Favorite opening scene. Ooh. Favorite first scene in the movie. <clears throat> I had a tough time with this one because my memory's not great. Yeah. yeah feel I, free I, feel free to name more I, than one because I'm probably gonna yeah. name more than one. So I had a couple I thought my my first thought was maybe Wakanda Forever. Yeah, Just I had that the opening thought too. logo. Mm-hmm. They had the purple hued logo. They didn't play the the Marvel music. Yeah, it silent. was just scenes of Chadwick Boseman, and it immediately got me into the oh wow, this is this is happening. Like it was so powerful. But I went with Nope, the opening scene of mm. Gordy the chimpanzee on a on a set of a TV show with a birthday hat on covered in blood. I was like, what is going to happen in this movie? I didn't have any clue what was about to happen, but I thought that was a really strong opening for that movie. Yeah, that's uh, that was one of my top four. I have four here. Uh, was Gordy. Um, we had uh, the in after Yang. It's it's like in the first. It's the opening, like the cre- when the credits actually hit. They are doing a dance contest against a bunch of other families on the internet, basically. Over over the credits, and it's just really fun. Fun. So it could qualify as a musical moment, but I like the opening there, and uh, I like the Clerks opening really well. They have that Jersey band. Um, I can't even think of their name, but the the song that plays. The, the piano notes at the beginning yeah, and he's opening up the store. It's my perfect. chemical romance. Oh, is it? Well, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. And I, I just, it really sets the mood for the movie incredibly. I love that. But surprisingly to everyone, my favorite opening of a movie this year is also for the movie I didn't get. All Quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> it's the only thing I liked about this movie. It's going to be your answer for all 13 of these. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. It's just this. <laughs> It's just this. I really like the opening of this movie because they show Heinrich, this character Heinrich, and he goes, you know, into he he, he it's this guy go he's in war and he goes and gets killed, you know, at the very opening and and they show them recycling all these soldiers' uniforms and washing and scrubbing them and everything. They sew up have, the bullet holes. Yeah, and you have this fresh face kids coming in. They're going to be, you know, they're going to go to war and come back heroes. And just it's all this bullshit. They just think they're going to, you know, have all this glory. That's all they're thinking about. Kid goes and gets his uniform handed to him, and he's like, "Oh no, no, no this one's meant for someone else because it still has Heinrich's tag in there." And the the guy just says. Oh, well, sometimes maybe it didn't fit or something, you know, what? he just rips the tag off and throws it in a pile with the others on the floor and gives it to him. And it's just like, it's like you knew what you were in for then of just the group, you know, just the horror, how horrible this was going to get because you'd just seen what happened to Heinrich. But that was my opinion. Yeah, mine was, uh, I, 
pretty easy for me to answer. It it was the opening to Clerks three. Um, oh, I, no, uh, <laughs> that probably would have been my second choice, but uh, um, no, just uh, My Chemical Romance. Uh, it was a great choice by Kevin Smith. To, to I bought that, that song as soon as that movie was over. That, like, it's the Black Parade, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. When and, I was, uh, yeah. Right. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It yeah. was it, perfect. It was yeah. perfect. It it was perfect, and just having Dante show up, and it's like, oh god, he still works. You know, he still works there, and and the gum on the on the lock, and it, it just did it for me. It immediately hit me with the feels right off the bat, and especially, you know, that that song is famous for that. You know, I was way too old to be any type of emo kid in, in any way, but. That era of music I did listen to and was aware of, and we we had even you know we went to some shows and had seen some of those big bands at the time, um, but uh, but yeah, I just thought it was perfect uh, for the trilogy to open it up that way with that song and and you know going playing it let it play out a little bit and the guys they're still playing the hockey on on the roof and all that so uh, yeah just great. Well, that's a good segue to our next category, favorite musical moment. You said this could be a song in a soundtrack, or it could be a dance number, or someone actually singing. So anything musical, what was your favorite musical moment of the year? Go, go ahead, Cliff. You okay, so it's a, it's a song. It's called Sunny Side of Sunnyside Up Summer. Um, it's in the beginning of the Bob's Burgers movie. Open. Here's another day I give myself a little diarrhea From the worry and the stressing and the hoping But you should think about those fears now Mr. Dowling at the bank is gonna say Oh wow, when he tastes our burgers, tastes our fries He'll probably give us a high five Extend our loan, throw us a bone And tell us we are in the zone Send us on our merry way Have yourselves a pleasant day We'll come back here in Colbert We'll hug and kiss and get to Oh Bobby, I like what I'm hearing Diary is fine, but no sense fearing. When you have that just unstoptimistic spirit, it's, it's gonna, gonna be the sunny side of summer of our lives. Sang by the cast, the, the Belcher family, and uh, that's a big thing about the show is there's always a lot of musical numbers, and um, they're kind of, you know... Uh, the kids make up songs. Uh, well, the whole family makes up songs, and the, and there's a lot of music incorporated to the the regular episodes. But this was a great number. The animation was done really well for it. Um, the song and dance, and uh, yeah, it was the best the best song in any movie. I it was my favorite song of any movie uh, this past year. So my favorite song. I know what was... you're gonna say. All right, let me tell me. No, I don't want to. I, I mean, I want to take "Steal Your Thunder," "Steal Your Thunder," but I would think that you're going to say, "Is it a closing?" The closing credit. Well, no, from that movie though, the closing <laughs> credits of Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't a remember. New, there's a new Weird Al song called "Now You Know," and it lasts the entire credits. You thought you knew me Well, 
I was just in such a good mood at the end of that movie. And I just I keep watching the credits and he's singing a new song and it's he's talking about the movie and what you just watched. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, there's, this movie is now canon. What a wild <laughs> ride. And then the movie, like the, the music kind of gets lower and lower. Fake out ending and the song keeps going. So like <laughs> it just fit the movie so well and like just capped off that experience for me and I, I was in I said I was in such a good mood watching it that that song just brought a big smile and he, he says something like this is technically eligible for Oscar consideration like that's part of the lyrics <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah helps, it helps that Weird Al is such just like he's such a a good person like on you know people just that know him love him and he has all of these unexpected fans you know famous people that are fans of and, and mm-hmm. love him and he talks to and is just generally friends with i'd seen where he was playing in uh him and a bunch of other like kind of like celebrities were playing in a garage band there i think in in 2020 um just to have something to do just goofing off and i was like man this is awesome like you got weird owl in your band oh <laughs> <laughs> well, i uh yeah, I thought you were gonna say my baloney when they that made was, that. That was a good scene too. Him, that him, that cut the, the, the yeah. divine inspiration of how you would come up yeah. with my baloney. Yeah. That's a great scene. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a whole list here, so building up to my number one. But I, we, you know, I of course, you know, the my baloney, that Yang thing I just mentioned, um, the, the Nirvana drop in Batman is great. Um, that under pressure scene I mentioned from After Sun, the piano song at the beginning of Clerks, uh, the Justin Long appearance, you know, reveal in Barbarian, all all that stuff. But my top couple here, we got my runner up is the grocery store credits and White Noise. Uh, there's a, a um, who is it? LCD or what's her name? Gosh, LCD sound system. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a song from them. Must must be new, and it's it's good. And they're dancing, and you got it's just it's such a good fun credits. I love it. You have to go watch. If you don't watch the movie, go to the end of the movie and watch the credits. It's totally worth it. Yes. See Andre three thousand dance with a box of cookies. Oh, so good. <laughs> Uh, but my number one is Academy Award nominated <laughs> best song for this year, "Not to Not to" from RRR. <laughs> uh, it's a dance as tangy as a piece of mango. Is it? <laughs> but it's like it's a Bollywood type dance in this Indian movie that is. You know, it's ridiculous and it's CGI. Like they can't even do the dance they're doing. 
<laughs> it's so ridiculous, like that they CGI'd it. Just like I'm sure pe- normal people could do the dance, but these guys can't. <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna do in the Oscars. I'm so curious to see if somebody comes out and tries to do this dance. But uh, it's really good. And that's it. All right, those were our favorite musical moments. How about your favorite action moment? Yeah, I said these award shows do not award stunt performers, choreography, fight choreography. They don't reward sci-fi movies, action movies, horror movies. So these movies have good stuff in them. So what was your favorite action moment of the year? You know what my favorite action moment of the year was? (laughs) I'm curious. (laughs) It was the scene when Thor gives his power to the Asgardian kids to fight the battle. And yeah, and just... I love that was my favorite moment in the I think in the entire movie. But to watch all those kids just pick up junk or toys or whatever, and, and be given the power of Thor, and then you know they're they've got that lightning flowing all through them, that bright yellow lightning, and there's especially there's one tiny little girl that has like a stuffed bunny or something, and she and during the battle she's just holding it up and screaming as as lightning shoots out of the bunny's eyes and she just moves it along. And I just, I loved all of that. (laughs) And of course, fanboys said, if Thor could do that, why didn't he do it when they were fighting Thanos and give Captain America that power? So that really negates your pick. Sorry. Uh, Never mind. (laughs) Never mind. Ruined. Uh, I had a couple um, runners up the, the Nope climax with the uh, on the horses with all the the inflatable tube men stretched around the place like it was just quite a scene um when batman first appeared in the batman stepping out of the shadows with his clunky feet and then just fought exactly how i imagined batman fighting where he just punches you as hard as he can until you fall down he doesn't do ninja stuff he doesn't do kung fu he doesn't flip around the sky like he just will brutally put you on the ground and then move on to the next guy and do it again. So I thought it nailed that aspect of Batman right off the bat. But I had to give this a tip of the hat to Day Shift, the that Netflix vampire movie. There is a scene in it where they go into a vampire nest, which is just in a condo somewhere in bright, sunny California. And it is some of the craziest action I've ever seen. That This the way they filmed the vampires really is what set this movie apart. And they, they were like contortionists. They'd be hanging from the ceiling and then flip around and like climb up your leg. And like, they just went every, their bodies bent in ridiculous ways. And it was just some really clever action, but filmed very cleanly. Like it wasn't a lot of herky jerky. Like you saw every, every bit of action. So I, it was uh, it was quite a scene. I've seen a lot of vampire movies, but I have never seen a scene like this. So the vampire nest raid in Day Shift. Uh, my runner-up is the guy leaping over the desk, pulling his legs, his knees up to his face, trying to land on that anal plug. <laughs> and everything everywhere all at once i mean people were cackling in the theater like that was a crowd favorite moment in that theater carly's um, gonna love it <laughs> carly is gonna love it uh and but my favorite 
action scene and I'm going to describe it to you because you have to know this happened. You have to picture it. In RRR, about 25 minutes into the movie, the two main characters have not met yet. These two guys. They're both doing their own. They're both about to collide. There's a train going across under a, like you know there's like a train track under a bridge or whatever that's like two bridges or whatever mm-hmm. trains going through and it's going to explode and everything and there's fire everywhere and somehow there's a kid trapped in the water on a he's standing like a piece of metal or something and there's fire all around him so one of the heroes is up on the bridge and one of them is down in a crowd of people and they lock eyes and like you know they both are heroic characters like what are we going to do and they lock eyes they've never met before in their lives and they kind of wave their arms around and supposedly signal each other what they're going to do so the one guy jumps on a motorcycle and rides up onto his end of the bridge the other guy that's on the bridge grabs it throws a rope on the ground in the middle of the bridge grabs one end gets on his horse and rides to the opposite end of the bridge and then you know this guy gets the rope and they're on opposite ends of the bridge with opposite ends of the rope. They signal each other, tie it around their waist, and then ride towards each other a million miles an hour. As they're going, one guy grabs a huge flag off of something, and then when they get to the center, they both veer off and jump off opposite sides of the bridge with the rope stretched across the top. They jump off their horse, jump off their motorcycle, go off, swing down. The one guy grabs the kid and swings under the bridge. The other guy is swinging under. He throws the kid to him. He throws the flag to him. They take the kid. They swing out. That guy throws the kid into the water. The guy wraps the flag around himself and goes back through the fire. It protects him. Oh, he drug the flag through the water to get it wet first for the other guy. Wraps it around. He's So he's protected from the fire. They swing back and clasp hands. And then you get the title card of the movie. <laughs> it's amazing. It's on Netflix. If you don't watch the movie, at least go 20 minutes or so in and experience the scene. It's even better than I just described. <laughs> That's my action scene of the year. That is impressive. All right. So we also want to spotlight our favorite action performance. So who was an actor or actress in an action-heavy role that you appreciated this year? I'll go first just because my answer isn't super exciting, but I thought Michelle Yeoh. Uh, I consider that she had to do a lot of action in that movie, and I thought she did a great job. I went with Amber Midthunder from Prey. Mm. I like that too. I, I thought she, her her performance was good and the physicality was great. And you know, I, I could see some people like, "Oh, that that skinny little girl's going to fight a predator." I don't see that, but uh, she won me over by the end of it. So she, I thought she was a, definitely the star of this movie. I uh, originally also had Amber Mid Thunder written down, but I had changed it because I really liked Brad Pitt in Bullet Train. Mm. Also a good selection. Good, good. All right. How about something else the the Academy doesn't recognize? Favorite voice actor or motion capture performer? So in something animated or CGI, 
who gave the best performance with just their voice or their or their motions I, and mannerisms. I like this category. I'll go first because I did. I saw like two animated movies this year, and Cliff's not gonna like my answer because he already said he hated it. But I went with uh, Sandberg and Mulaney for Chip and Dale. I liked, I liked their, <laughs> yeah. I liked their banter. I, yeah, I was fine I, with it. I, I'm not I a purist of the yeah. Chippendale voices. Yeah. When he I, said, I, we I, all know their voices, I'm like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I I, didn't think either one of them were bad. They just didn't sound like... chip. I, I just didn't understand why they changed it. Other than well, I had a limited pool tickets. to pick from, so that's, so. I just, that's kind of my default pick. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I'll go next. I uh, um, There's, you know couple in actually several in Puss in Boots people do a really good job uh but my number one by miles Jenny Slate as Marcel the Shell so I think you will enjoy that performance and uh I chose Kate McKinnon um she played Lulu in DC's uh Super Pets she was the villain the little guinea pig gerbil whatever that gains superpowers and she had a absolute blast um in this role i mean she was i definitely the best thing about the movie and i thoroughly enjoyed she was a little, there was some ad libbing you could tell happening there and like she was having fun with it and she killed it um as this tiny little you know should be cutesy thing with you know, crazy powers and taking over the world. Another category, woefully underrepresented award shows are comedies. So what was your favorite comedic performance? Uh, I had a lot of trouble with this. <laughs> I'm still having trouble with this. <laughs> um, I did like Adam Sandler and hustle. Um, but I didn't really see much comedy-wise this year. Um, well, you just say that because he's supposed to be funny. I don't think he was funny in that movie. Was that a couple of comedy? Uh, he was Adam. He was Adam Sandlerish. It's a little like bickering back and forth, but, and trash uh, talking. Yeah, it was a. But I actually, um, thinking about like what made me laugh the most, oh, um, yeah. I wrote down Jeff Anderson from Clerks Three. You know, not a guy that's a typical comedian or, or actor dude, but but he kind of killed it in that movie. I'll go. I uh, I really like John Hamm as the book version of Fletch. He has a lot of great lines in that movie. But my number one comedy performance was Colin Farrell and Banshees of Sheeran. Hilariously uh, dopey. Uh, I had a couple, again, I, there were a couple good ones. Uh, I don't know that anything really jumped out at me, but, uh, I said Adam driver and white noise was kind of saving grace of that movie. He was terrific. Agree. I, I know Seth didn't like Rachel Wood as Madonna in weird, but I did. Um, I I had to go with Edward Norton and glass onion as the, as the, dumb rich guy I, he just he plays like smug so well like 
I don't think <laughs> I, I yeah, Ed Norton is very good at being like, hey, kind of a condescending and yeah. know-it-all sort of a guy. So I and I said that that scene where he's for some reason dressed as Tom Cruise from Magnolia and the flashbacks. <laughs> I'm still obsessed with that, but yeah, good stuff. <laughs> good. All right. So, how about your favorite breakout performance? So, who is somebody you haven't seen before, or or maybe you haven't seen in much, or didn't really appreciate before seeing in this one thing that made you say, "Wow, who is that person?" Okay, I will go because I said one earlier, but I've changed it since then. After we were going over the list, I remembered one. First, I thought it was going to be Stephanie. Sue, I think it's how you say her name. But I realized where I had seen her before, she was in uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, she plays a small role in that. It was really good. Um, so she didn't really qualify. And then I thought it was Diego Calva from Babylon, because I know I hadn't seen him in anything else. But I definitely have not seen this guy in anything else. And he was perfectly cast and like was just epic as a fantasy character. I think his name is Klaus Bang, and he was Fjolner in The Northman. And when he clashes against, you know, him, he's just like, he's he's built for it. He was like, acted it so well. Like, I mean, I just loved that character and that actor. So perfectly cast. Get on the Klaus Bang bandwagon. That's right. I love it. Uh, I had a couple. I had... Stephanie Sue as well. I, I think that's that's the kind of consensus pick of like, wow, who was this person? Um, I threw out uh, the little girl from the Black Phone, Madeline McGraw. Yeah, she did a really good, good job as a as a child actor. She was she really nailed it as a not being the cutesy kid or the smart yeah you know, the smart aleck kid. Like she seemed like a real kid. Um, the the star of Nanny, Anna Diop. Just basically carried that movie. I think she's going to be a big star. But I went with uh, the female lead in I Love My Dad, Claudia Saluski. She was good. Uh, she, I didn't know anything about her. I, she's apparently a YouTube star. And okay. she dated or is dating uh, what's it, Billie Eilish's brother, Phineas. So she's famous, uh, just not in my world. Right. <laughs> so, she, of course, she's gorgeous, but like... She's also had a very girl next door kind of sweetness to her. And you could see why she would be the ideal for this kid and would fall in love with her. Uh, even though she had, she had kind of limited screen time, she was more like his fantasy girl, but she was just so compelling to watch. And I, I thought she was terrific. So I, I, I really liked her. Before. Hmm. I, uh, I almost went with the, uh, the kid from the Adam project. Um, but I didn't even bother to look up his name. So uh, <laughs> for me, I did not know who this Sorry, kid. Yeah. I didn't know who this person was until I saw this movie. Uh, but Amber mid thunder um, again, she was just, I, I'd never seen her in anything, had no idea who she was. And, and I thought she was really good in that, in that prey movie. I, yeah, I knew her from Legion, but I know you didn't watch mm -hmm. that the fx show all right so now we're up to uh favorite supporting performance so it could be an actor or an actress just who was your favorite supporting performance i was um, how about me first i would i originally 
was thinking Stephanie and Sue, Sue but then I rewatched Banshees of Inisherin, and far and away, my best favorite performance of the year was Carrie Condon. She was so good as his sister, and rewatching it, watching her uh, experience, um, the journey that she makes through that movie as she realizes that she, you know, that she is just doing the same thing that, you know, the other guy's complaining about, like, she's, you know, like you said, she's too smart for what she's doing and just every little thing and her expressions at just were amazing. Like, uh, you, you know, she's the, the Mike Arvin Trout's daughter-in-law and, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, you know, but she's so good in this, like just the look she gives people as she realizes things, you know, uh, are just incredible. I, I loved, you know, and, and the, the things she said and dealing uh, even, uh, well, I won't say that yet, but the, but just like all the, the travel she goes through to get where she ends up going, just like, was really great. I loved her performance. She is nominated. I was surprised. Like I watched, that, I was like, "Man, she's so good in this." And then she was. She's nominated for best supporting actress. I hope she gets it. She won't, but I hope she does. Okay. Are we allowed to talk? No. <laughs> I'm still. I'm, I'm, I'm still. I'm still uh, thinking about what else I want to say about it. Okay. Take your time. No, I uh, I would not have imagined this name coming out of my lips, but until I watched Vengeance last night, Ashton Kutcher was mm. great in that movie. I really loved his performance. He just added something, some menace and also some, I don't know, just something. That he just had such a presence in that movie that was so important. And I also loved uh, Elizabeth Olsen and Doctor Strange. Her as Wanda is always a plus. She she elevated that movie so far. But I went with uh, best supporting performance. I went with Kiki Palmer from Nope. She just yeah. she was full of energy. She was because Daniel Kaluuya was like strong silent type. He was yeah. he he was the very you know stone faced guy, and she was in, she brought the energy to that movie. And I, I don't know that I'd seen her in very much. I know she's she's had a lot of roles and stuff, but I, I just thought she was terrific. In hmm. I went with uh, Brian Tyree Henry uh, that played Lemon Bullet Train. Um, just because I, I thought it's a silly movie in a lot of ways, and that could have the way that was written could have they could have played it as just ridiculous and silly but he he made me you know with his stickers and his thomas the tank engine and <laughs> the way the way he 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 explained it and was so genuine and uh it, it made you feel you know understand where he was coming from and and, and his ridiculous comparisons um and was almost, you know, was believable to me. I just, I loved him in that movie. And the, the, uh, the stickers and the diesel and all of that. And it was, it was written really well too, but it, it could have went 
I, I really thought that role could have went a different way and been not good at all. But he really pulled it off for me. All right. Those are our favorite supporting performance. So what was your favorite lead performance? Um, I, I wrote down just as a kind of the first thing that came to mind was actually Florence Pugh in, uh, in Don't Worry Darling. Um, I just really liked her in that movie and I hadn't, you know, I haven't seen her in all that much, especially in such a lead role, I guess. Um, you know, she was in Black Widow, of course, and all that, but, but, uh, uh, she really pulled off the look of that 1950s, you know, house, the, the, she had the look, but I, I just thought her performance was good and the emotion and, and kind of mystery behind it she brought with it. So that's the first thing I thought of. I had kind of a hard time narrowing down because there were so many good movies and so many good performances this year, but I kind of had to go with something that without this performance, the movie is just not what it, what it would be. So I had my runners up Emma Thompson from good luck to you, Leo grand. I said, it's just two, there's only two people in this movie. And if, if the lead female is not as strong as she is, this movie doesn't work at all. And she brings this vulnerability and also wisdom, but also innocence and fearlessness with, you know, showing her body and, and doing things actresses her age aren't supposed to do. So I thought she was terrific. Um, I also thought uh, Rafe Fiennes and The Menu, that movie absolutely does not work unless he commands that performance. If you can't buy him as the head chef and that people would do what he when he barks an order, they will follow it. The movie doesn't work, so it, he he made that movie. But for the lead performance, I had to go with Michelle Yeoh. This movie is the culmination of her career as being a star in these kung fu movies for decades. You know, being uh, you know aging in Hollywood and having this this long career like it was it was it was all about that. So she just brought such inner strength to this performance and then we see scenes of her in this reality where she's a movie star and it's just basically would be her own life on the red carpet and this glamorous dresses and then you also buy her as working <laughs> this little family business trying to do the taxes like she just she she was the number one for me this year this was tough i was down to three uh kate blanchett was really good and tar just doing what she does, but yeah, my top two were Michelle Yeoh. Um, man, that moment when she was like, it's so intense, and it, Kiai Kwan's like, you gotta do this, you gotta, or, or you could just, or you're just gonna lay down. She's like, I just want to lay down. <laughs> 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 you know, uh, it's so so good. I, I, th I still end up like it was. It's very, it's really a tie for me. Man, man actor and actress would be. Michelle Yeoh and Colin Farrell. Like, I just thought both of those were the best. I hope they win Best Actor, Best Actress this year. Right. So those were your supporting and lead actors. Uh, I wanted to do a category. I think like maybe the BAFTAs do this, the Independent Spirit Awards do this. I think this is a great idea. Favorite cast, because you know it's hard sometimes to pick out just one person 
or these supporting you know actor categories have three people from the same movie. Like you know, it's really the mm-hmm. cast that sells these movies. So what as an all together everyone in it movie, who was your favorite cast this year? Yeah, I And there were some good ones to pick from. Yeah, sure. yeah, there were some good ones. Um I re- I did like the cast in Glass Onion. Um but for whatever reason the cast of Bullet Train gave me a little bit of like a. This is a twist. Like the, the <laughs> Bullet Train's showing in this list is a twist. Yeah, I love it. it. It was, um, but it it was almost the cast vibe I got from it was almost like a Kill Bill thing, um, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, I get it. But yeah, I liked everybody. I thought actually some of the choices were quite, you know creative um especially with the twins um and and i don't like i said i don't normally even like brad pitt but i thought he was great in this movie so uh yeah yeah everybody played off each other really well yeah i had a bunch i don't know i don't (laughs) i'll say mine i've got one for sure i i i mean it this is why i had a hard time between which was number one, which was my number two movie, because my favorite cast is Banshees of Inishirin. Like, uh, you know, Colin Farrell's amazing. Um, the uh, I, Carrie Condon was probably, what, I mean, one of my the best performances of the year to me. And honestly, Barry Keegan is so good in that as the dumbest person on the island or whatever you'd say by, by a long piece. Well, what? <laughs> who's next you might ask but the but he's just so good uh faint heart and all of that and uh what you know he's so good at saying the obvious you know as the dumb guy or you know being crude um but that that cast i just love that cast. that's my favorite i love i love cast the menu but yeah definitely banshees and everything everywhere are stacked. Yeah. There's not a bad performance in right. either of those movies. They are phenomenal. But I took a curveball because I, I don't know if I could choose between those two. So I went with Black Panther Wakanda Forever because I love every character in that movie. I love every actor playing those characters, which is why it was such a disappointment that it, I, you know, this should have been the best movie of the year with this cast. It, it's an amazing collection of people. I, so. Great cast, subpar <laughs> execution. All right, only a couple more. That's right. This might have been a tough one. I don't know. Just uh, see what we all have here. What was your favorite line? Let's <laughs> let's. Uh, this is like your best screenplay, Oscar. What what was uh, what bit of dialogue wowed you this year? Favorite line in a movie. <laughs> This was oh, hard. This was uh, hard. I I thought there were a couple. There were two great uses of the word "nope" in the yeah. in the movie "Nope" and "Barbarian." Both use "nope" to very yeah. good. Uh, uh, Actually, I had that result. in your neck in our final category. I was going to have that as an option. The uh, one of those "nopes." <laughs> um, I loved Kihai Kwan's Wayman Wang saying, "In another life, I would have really liked just doing laundry and taxes with you." Oh, such a sweetheart. Such a beautiful moment. But I had to go with the one. 
again, there could be a movie I watched nine months ago that slipped my mind, but this one hasn't slipped my mind since. And it's Banshees. Well, there goes that dream. That was I, I almost just said that, but I, wow, you know, when it, wow. that Fadeheart and all that. When he says that, that's what I'm saying. That performance is so good. When he says that, it breaks. It literally breaks your heart. I mean, he's had a couple roles and things. I've seen him, but I, he's never really stood out to me. But this this performance was phenomenal, especially as you learn more about him and his home life and things. Like you, you, you feel you start feeling for the guy because he's kind of annoying to start with. Yeah. And then you start feeling for him, and he has this scene. Again, he's such a. He's the village idiot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he 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 asks the woman. Like, I, maybe we could just get married. Was, he hadn't put a lot of thought into it. He's like, you know, maybe maybe you could we could get married. And she very politely rebuffs him, and you just see his heartbreak. And he said, and he says the worst thing in the world. Well, there goes that dream. It's like, wow, uh, wow, how how brutal. So yeah, he's like, yeah, no, I didn't think so. Yeah, uh, uh, but yeah, oh. Uh. It's a it breaks your heart. That script is so good. Um, my favorite lines, I would go top two. My runner runner up. There's a million from this from Banshees. This is probably my favorite. Uh, where he, he says, "Have I you know uh, Colin Farrell? Have I gone feckin' mental? No, I haven't gone feckin' mental." Not only have I not gone feckin' mental, but I got 10 fingers to prove I'm not feckin' mental. How many fingers have you got to prove you're not feckin' mental? <laughs> he says, nine fingers. He goes, nine fingers is the epitome of mental. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, that is so good. Um, My other favorite line was my favorite line the whole year. From the beginning of the year, I saw this movie. I, I think I told you before, mentioned this, but in Uncharted, <laughs> they're in whatever city, and it's a perfectly civilized city, some European city, but underground, it's, you know, Treasureville or whatever, you know, it's the old city underneath the ground. And uh, Tom Holland and the girl go underground, and they're looking around, and they're trying to guide Mar Marky Mark above ground and they're like okay you know you're you're there you're the treasure's there it's right wherever you're at and he marky mark goes i am literally in a papa john's <laughs> 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 that was just the way he said that caught me i've i've laughed about it all year it's like i am literally in a papa john's right <laughs> like what are you fucking talking about that could become the new sir. This is a Wendy's. I say that. I say it all the time. I've said it all year. I, I love it. Uh, mine was. Uh, I only have one. It came from uh, a Christmas story, Christmas, and it's a it's a scene when uh, where in the beginning of the movie they are Ralphie and his family has they have packed their things up and they are uh, driving back uh, from. To his hometown from Chicago, where they live now, and uh, it's set in the early 1970s, and he's got this old beater car, and talks about if you remember in the original, his his father was an old mobile man and all that. 
they had the tire changing, but they have a busted radiator. It's a theme within the movie. And, and he talks about, you know, every Midwesterner, uh, knew that about a, uh, when you had a busted radiator, bu- busted radiator, um, you could make a Midwestern souffle with eggs by, by cracking an egg and throwing it in the radiator and it would seal up any leaks. And the line he says, uh, it's in a narration. He says, our car ate more eggs than cool, cool hand Luke. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. It was my favorite line of the movie. (laughs) What movie was that? A Christmas Story Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good that's a good line. I like that. All right. Last but not least, our final award category. Favorite moment. There is a broad definition, whatever you want this whatever to be. Whatever you want it to be, be. Whether yeah. it be a favorite scene, a favorite experience. What what was your favorite moment at the movies in twenty twenty two? They had to word it like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um the bookend kind of where we started. Uh for me it was it was kind of that that end scene on uh, uh, Clerks 3. Um with the, w- with Dante Dante's passing and watching the f- the film his his friend had made in that in that movie theater and Rosario Dawson pops up and it's just a perfect ending to the the trilogy or if you want to include all the movies in together with those characters um over 30 years just it's really it's it's sad but it's not it's it's it becomes a you know like the movie was intended it becomes a celebration of that life that mundane clerk you know i'm not even supposed to be here uh theme through all of them and how great it, you know, the, all the little moments and how great it really was. So that was definitely, you know, absolutely brought a tear to my eye. Didn't expect that. And I just, I thought it was great. I, uh, I said, when I, when I watch a movie, I want to be surprised. I want to see something I haven't seen before. So uh, my runner-up was uh, when Barbarian got bonkers. Again, I won't spoil it, but I'm not a horror fan. This is a movie I just streamed on a whim because, oh, I heard some good stuff about this. And I, it just was a great moment for me of like, wow, this is a movie you can still surprise me. Yes. Uh, my number two runner-up was the first day Prey streamed on Hulu. Because I had Hulu at that point. I watched it like at midnight when it dropped. I was one of the first people to watch Prey. And that whole next day, that's all anyone was talking about. Online, people were coming into my shop. Have you watched Prey yet? That was like, people were just like, that was really good. Like, no one expected that movie to be any good. And I just, I love the positivity and people discovering this of like, wow, what a fun time at the movies. But my, my number one had to be. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Seeing that in Athens. Again, I'm looking through my list of 44 movies. Like, so many of them were just me clicking my TV and streaming something. And as we've talked before, going somewhere, doing something, being somewhere, that's the experience you want to have. And I'm not going to, I 
I think I know what Seth's answer is too, but I don't want to step on that. But uh, so I'm in this theater in Athens. I had to go to an oral surgeon to get a recommendation. (laughs) So I had to drive through Athens on the way back. I had to reward myself with this movie. And there's only a handful of people in there. And ahead of me were this elderly couple. Not elderly. They were gray haired, but they weren't too old. Behind me were this hip young couple. And about halfway in, the hip young couple left the theater. It was not for them. This movie was not for them. And I realized, hey, that's Cliff. Cliff Cliff is a hip young couple. Cliff's hip young people left. And it's just me and these 60 year old couple enjoying this movie. And it was just, it just felt like an experience. And it was big and loud. And and it's something I'd never seen before. And just, I just loved it. So that that has to be my my favorite movie, favorite moment of the year. My top five. Uh, one, uh, five would be nope when he says just says nope he's sitting in the truck and it's all everything's losing its shit and Daniel Kaluuya just says nope reach over and puts clicks the <laughs> clicks the lock <laughs> on the truck door it's like I'm not having this um, uh, number four would be in Babylon the perfect shot they, they are trying to capture this perfect shot with like an army and uh, Brad Pitt kissing the girl and magic hour and all this. And it's just like, seems like the impossible task. Everything's going against them. And then it happens. And it's just a awesome movie moment. Um, three would be the blood spurt in glass onion. When that, when after he is totally laid out, what what the whole thing is the arrow shoots hits him and and edward norton perfectly does not move it just has that expression <laughs> on his face as blood just spurts out that's amazing i love it number two was uh, two and one or what made me cry like i uh this scene in banshees where uh colin farrell gets drunk and goes in the bar and goes right up and starts running his mouth to him and he, he just says you know, he didn't give a shit. I, I like how he uh, that one point where he was just like, he's like, and you know, what's what's going to be remembered? And don't tell me music. He's like music. It's like I knew. It. <laughs> but when he, but when his sister's standing behind him and he and he doesn't know it or whatever, and he just says, "It's like if we're talking about niceness, not what's his name, Mozart." He's like, "My mammy, she was nice." I remember her and my daddy. He was nice. I remember him. My sister, she's nice. I'll remember her forever. I'll remember her. And I'm just like, oh, just because you're just, it makes you think about your family and just like what, you know, what matters to you, what you, who cares about some of this other stuff. And the look on her face behind them, how happy she is to hear that, how much he loves her. And then uh, Colm comes back and who else will? Who else will what? Remember Shabon and you're not and her niceness. No one in 50 years, no one. And and just the realization on her face, you know, it's just like that that moment in that movie is like was a range of emotions, you know. But my number one was, of course, it's like probably the my favorite moment at all last year was being in that theater with everybody and we had taken my friend he didn't even know what movie we were going to see literally walking into the theater you know i think he was getting pretty close because he only had so many options there on the you know once we got to the theater but 
you know, we all sat there together, you know, and enjoyed that movie and we were all feeling it at the end, you know, when Michelle Yeoh comes outside, follows her daughter outside to the car and just like, you know, just, they have their moment and it's just so good. And we were all just feeling emotional and tearing up to that. And it's like on rewatch, you see them at the beginning of the movie in that exact same position. I had not realized it was like, it's so, it's just so good. And that was the best movie moment of the year. That's why it's my number one movie. Well, there you have it. I think we brought this in under the length of the Oscars. So now you don't have to watch this. This may be our longest podcast ever. I was just going to make it out. Yeah, I was just going to make a comment that we have been recording this for four and a half hours, which, you know, to some podcasts that might not be a big deal, but we're pretty normally pretty like whatever, whatever the final product is, is pretty much it. You know, we just one take it and, and go. And, um, there's only one I can remember being longer and it never, it never aired. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, the mystery. Seth, what was Gav- that one? Seth way back in the day had this, this idea of, of doing movies oh. by year. And we spent a whole afternoon recording this thing. Yeah. You wanted me to produce it. And no, that you never said happened. you would edit it and it never happened. <laughs> No. that's the only no. one i can think lasting you yeah know, that's the, it was a poobah awards wasn't no it? it was before was that, that our first try at that it was, yeah it wasn't it it was it was a poobah awards it no was because tw- it was it it wasn't the year it wasn't the past year's film you like picked a random year no because that was it you no said it was you the what gonna... it was the 20 i think it was the 2016 it was the 2016 because it was I because I could picture us sitting there in second to none. Yeah, and and it was the 2016. I counted them down. What year did Ghost Story come out? Because you gave you let me borrow the Blu-ray. I think that was that episode. It's probably that to year. watch to watch before. It was that. probably that year. La La Land was my number one. <laughs> that's, that's so. There you have it. That's what year it was? It was a Poobah Awards, and I didn't want to edit it. I don't know. I didn't know anything about it. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not. That's too much. Well, that's our only episode, so there won't be an episode next week. So you have two weeks to listen to this. But if you're hearing this now, you've already listened to it, so it's over. So there you go. uh, You had two weeks. (laughs) Time and space are relative. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you in two weeks. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this. We hope you found some movies you want to watch, some uh, things you want to check out before the Oscars and all the awards are handed out. If we miss something or we're totally wrong about something or or made fun of uh, your favorite movie or didn't even list it, please let us know. We want to know your opinions on this as well. Otherwise, that'll be it for the 2022 Poobah Awards. We love you and thank you so much for joining us on this journey into the movies. My name is Jordan Lowe. Yeah, absolutely. If you uh, if you do enjoy, because there is some work. I mean, there's time that goes into this thing every year. You know, we spend countless hours, hours watching movies. Yeah, and then and then you know trying to put it all together um, each year. So if if you do like that, you know, hop on over to that Patreon page and 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 check it out. Maybe uh, subscribe. Maybe we'll there. release that lost episode. At Who the knows? Future. 
<laughs> Who knows? <I'm> super lost. <laughs> super lost. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm Cliff Barnes. Seth, bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow the Pop Cultured Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share. <laughs>